0: Hello and welcome under the Katatsu. I'm your host Austin joined as always by Danny. Hello. Just regular Danny not British Danny and uh, <laughs> for, a while, for reg- now regular Danielle question mark. Hey. Hello, <laughs> people listening to this miss danny joined the call and do a british accent uh slash norman impression um he's more anyway
1: i was going to cockney for norman
0: D- danny uh what what type of what type of tea are you drinking governor
1: <laughs> oh i'm gonna stop um i'm having mr pib extra or i guess just pib <laughs> pib extra uh, it does not have the mr moniker on this this could be the gender neutral pib um the artificially flavored spicy cherry soda, which I'll say it, I like better than Dr. Pepper, and I don't care who who judges me.
0: Real ones like uh, I always forget it. The regional one we had in college, um, Dr. Perky. No, no, Dr. Perky's like the grocery store one. It was like was Dr. Thunder. No, that's the Walmart. I, I, every time I try to remember it, I have to like spend <laughs> half an hour researching it because <laughs> it's not a very common <laughs> yeah. fake Dr. Pepper but yeah. that shit was good mm. whatever it was called shout outs to the uh, virginia soda distributors um, <laughs> we stand. <laughs> uh danielle what are you drinking i've got black coffee and water standard stuff same uh, i thought i didn't have any coffee left and then i remembered i still had half a pot I ate lunch and that slowed down my my coffee drink in progress
2: yeah no i've got like a little sample thing from a new i'm trying coming so excited to try their coffees soon
0: nice uh well we are back to finish big o the last seven episodes of the show the second half of the second season of this show uh the digipaint era of big o um before we get into it does anybody have any big broad things about big o they want to say up at the top or do we just want to get into it the show
2: fucking rules (laughs)
0: it's very it's very cool
1: it stuck the landing and uh, for the most part and made me think we had talked about briefly and, and we can we can kind of discuss it again uh, at some point but with like the paradigm city fan site um how a lot of their like discussions on the forums were like Ooh, what would, what would season three be like um i don't want a season three i think it kind of wrapped exactly as it should have and i think anything beyond that point would be like meandering or like okay well like why would we go back why are we going back to this kind of thing? We already kind of established what, what everyone's deal is kind of thing.
0: Yeah, they really kind of blow the whole lid off on it in a way that it'd be like nice to see these characters again, but it did kind of be like, well what what would there be for them to do?
1: Almost like we had talked about how um especially in season one I think how like, oh this could have just been like a monster of the week kind of serial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been fine like if, if there was like some spin-off where it's like hey we're just gonna have the big o on like scooby-doo missions or whatever uh fighting Beck or whatever like that's that that'd be great um but uh, as as a as a like a story it, it it is very much in and of itself
0: yeah and funnily enough i think could have just been a monster robot of the week literally until this batch of episodes where all seven are like part of like one solid storyline like that had been like set up in the previous ones but this mm. is the most just like each episode goes into the next literally every single one of these episodes ends with um to be continued instead of the usual like um we've come to terms or uh what does it say it's not no deal no <laughs> side deal. no side <laughs> or merry uh, christmas as the case may be. <laughs> that's true yes um or happy it's not life day that's star wars um Heavens. advent day? no heaven yeah heaven's day yeah because yeah. i watched on the blu-ray there's commercials and for like the memorial blu-ray box in japan and dorothy's like it would make a great heaven's day gift roger <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh we should just get into it then um episode 20 which is where we left off on is called stripes which i have qu- questioned about why we can get into um Roger has reoccurring nightmares of his memories and the doubts concerning his role as a negotiator drive him towards Gordon, Gordon Rosewater uh, who says that Roger is bound to him under a contract which he does not remember. Uh, later, Roger meets with Angel and questions her uh, about what Alex plans to do with the foreign megadeuses. As they get into an argument about the status of their relationship, Angel recognizes a chorus from outside the dome. Uh, they're singing in French, right?
1: Um, I didn't catch it i know they were like it it definitely sounded like a like a kind of like an anthem sort of song it wasn't lama says but i don't know
0: okay um fuck i lost my place shifted my tab and i've lost my place uh Um a course from outside the dome. Yes, okay. Uh and uh a a mega suddenly appears inside the city. Roger calls forth the big O to prevent this Megadeus known as Bonaparte, because of course it is, uh from tearing up the city. Angel goes into the remains of Grand Central Station where she meets uh Vera Ronstalt uh Ronstadt, uh leader of the Union, uh a group of agents sent from a foreign land. Uh, Dorothy also enters the station, but Alan Gabriel, revealed to be a union agent as well, shoots her in the leg. Uh, just as Roger tries to finish off Bonaparte, the Big O suddenly stalls, and then this is where we get our first like hard cut to "to be continued."
1: And and to be fair, uh, they do actually say Bonaparte in uh, yes in the in the episode. So we do get like this and like Leviathan are the the big few that we actually get the real names of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah,
0: this is a good episode. The the description doesn't um sell the uh scene with Roger and Angel very well, but um they like like go to a diner and they have like a like extremely melodramatic uh conversation about like their roles in lives. I'm like, this is just the scene from uh, uh Michael Mann's thief. Also
2: with like the uh the very obvious cinematography of like it's shot from them other under another table mm-hmm. and like they're split between like the little the little thing that has the table coming from the ground. Is it a leg when it's only a single one? I don't I don't know. But yeah. Well, a leg yeah. sounds right. I just, I love the obvious separation uh, like cinematography in those scenes. Like I know it's obvious, but it,
0: it always hits me. <laughs> well, what's really good about that in particular, because like when they first meet up, they, they're meeting in the like, eventually they go to a diner, but they meet up at the bar where Roger always talks to Big Ear and they're sitting in the same position. So the is the same as it is um like with Big Ear, where you've got like the the tables blocking them off and they're framed from under it, so you don't really see their faces. And like that's how we see him framed with Big Ear, because there's, you know, like you know, like a sense of like secrecy to their conversations they're having. And we get that repeated with Roger and Angel, but as the conversation goes on, the storyboarding changes and suddenly they're like shown more in shot together. Uh then you see Big Ear and, and Roger, like they're opening up or something, which is very cool. Um and then by the time they're um in the diner scene, there's more shots of them, uh like, together in, in frame and shot-reverse-shot. Um Really good stuff.
1: And I love, like, the way that the, the conversation goes, especially once they get to the diner. Like, Angel's like, so here are all my thoughts on Alex and Gordon Rosewater, and da 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 Roger Roger's like, man, sorry to Norman, but, like, sometimes eating diner food just fucking whips or whatever. And it's, like, kind of shows how, like invested roger is into all this like he's invested but like he still has that kind of mentality of like oh well like the present's more what matters not like what the past is like i don't care necessarily what gordon and and alex are up to i just want to eat my my diner food which is very very funny and then then you hear the 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 singing to summon the boys kind of like that cuts into the middle of their conversation right
0: um it's at the end so like there's like kind of like three um, like scenes with them. There's them at the bar, them at the diner, and then them like on like the shore, um, like talking to each other. And it's when they're on the shore that she hears like the song coming from the the city, and just like fucks off, like oh my my countrymen are calling me. <laughs> it's the French. <laughs> Which,
1: how do we feel about Vera? Vera's introduction
0: to the story. I love the dramatic shot, um, that gets repeated at the beginning of the next episode of her just like fucking like power walking through the city
1: (laughs) (laughs) and like summoning this crowd of of agents along with her uh and all that uh i kind of i don't hate her but i kind of wish that she was someone else like i kind of wish that instead of introducing a new character we had uh like just alan be vera's role i guess other than some like the mommy stuff that happens later i don't know I just felt like they were layering a little too much on at this point where it's like okay like i don't care about this person as much um it pays off a little more later on like she becomes more integral um but i was like uh, oh, what is she doing here like Mm.
2: I was fine with it, but I will say if they like added another character with the same sized role this late, I'd be a little bit. That's true. Unhappy with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. They probably yeah. They probably got it like right at max capacity. Um. I also thought like, oh damn, Angel is foreign and blonde. Vera okay. is is blonde and foreign. The singer person from uh, or the, sorry, actor from uh, uh, the bomber lady. Yeah. She's foreign and blonde. Alan Gabriel is revealed to be blonde. It's true. I was like, is that like gonna be the common theme? It turns out that no, that's not. No, true. <laughs> um, but this is like, oh damn! Like, what's this network of? I was like, are there other blonde characters? I was like, Norman has white hair. That's kind of close, uh, but no. I was, I was making shit up.
0: Yeah, I, I don't mind her. The thing that really like, uh, not ruins the character for me, but the, the thing that I don't like about the character is how bad the dub voice actor's fake French accent is. Yes, um, it's very distracting. <laughs> it's and it's, it switches between French and
1: German fairly frequently. Like there are times where I was like, "Oh, that's like a very thick German voice." Yeah. Um, her, her also her last name is Ronstadt, which is like Stadt is uh, I believe it's city in German. It's like it's a German name. I was like, I guess I mean mm. there's like a blending of cultures and like Belgium yeah. exists and Belgium's basically just a <laughs> <all the> nation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to all our belgian <laughs> viewers sir, but <laughs>
0: vera vera ronstadt is um uh oh god that that book they read for game Study anyway is the guy who like had to like teach belgium but only knew french <laughs> just like <laughs> like made, made uh made his french students read belgium until they learned <laughs> how it worked god the bless. ignorant schoolmaster roncier that's that's oh that's right, right, right yeah right.
1: vera, vera ronstadt's just roncier but yeah, no, there were points where like this big dramatic moment, especially later on. <laughs> and it's just like, like almost like a parody. Like I could do a better voice than that kind of thing. But, um, or some, some of you here on like fucking Newgrounds or whatever. Uh, like I think of, um, remember the old flash animation, End of the World?
0: No, if you listen to our other podcast, you'll know that I only know, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Metal Gear Awesome. That's the only Newgrounds oh, sure, sure. that <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: So then there are, are uh, going back to the big O, uh, not, not Belgium, um, <laughs> there are Union robots, um, which I love Alex Rosewater, the grand like industrialist, being like, oh, the fucking Union's here. You know? At this point, I was like, I didn't know that Union was like a, like a coalition or a place or, you know, agents from another country. I was like, oh, fuck, the Union? Oh, no. They have robots? But no, they are. Uh, they mean the nationality of the Union. Um, which then we get Roger because Angel fucks off when she hears all the, the Les Mis in the street. And then <laughs> the big, O like Roger drives into the big O, right? It,
0: okay. I have two all caps notes for this episode. <laughs> One is about the big O's uh like parking garage. That's just in its foot. And the bat pole, like chimney chute that like drops down to, to bring Roger up to the cockpit. Um, uh, and the other all caps note is when uh Alan Gabriel towards the end of the episode uh licks his golden gun. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, I love it, but like, it's it's not just like oh, it's like a gun that happens to be golden. I think if you were to pull up like the James Bond villain, oh yeah, with the golden gun, uh, which I think was played by Christopher Lee, I think that's Scaramanga? It, yes. it looks the exact goddamn same. Uh, so it, uh, very very wild, um. And then then he shoots Dorothy and she she falls down um, in a way that it, like the the way it's framed is dramatic and everything but she was like one arm leg like mo like position away from doing a Yamcha pose when she fell and I would have mm. like I would have lost it <laughs> but uh, she fortunately did not um then uh, he's fighting the 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 Union robot the Big O as he drives into his the the foot garage and then starts fighting. And he he realizes that he is one of the tomatoes. He is the the dominus of Omega Deuce. Mm-hmm. Um which he kind of already had that rattling around in his brain. Not the dominus part, but the tomatoes part, where he
0: yeah that was meant... like the first episode of the season.
1: Yeah, where he's like, oh my god, am I am I one of the tomatoes? And now he's like, oh, I am one of the tomatoes. Which uh, maybe not come back around to that later. Um, but it's this kind, and I love like the the link between him and and the big big o kind of like the way that like his um his self-doubt comes out in the big o not not doing stuff as well it's like the big o is pausing the battle for so roger can
0: figure his shit out yeah yeah the big the big o is like uh like ava unit one and that like it will like you know react to like the emotional state of of roger mm. um mm. Where, like kind of is its own entity not literally yeah. like we love
2: having the uh mechs be their own characters instead of just a tool yeah yes oh all the time well
1: and especially as it comes in as more and more people who should not be in a mega deuce get into the mega deuce um i i love that shit with uh with alan and and uh, later um alex getting into the mega deuces and how mm-hmm. that turns out for them which is to say poorly
0: yeah, the difference between uh, season one and season two is Roger is a is like a Gundam special boy by, by this point <laughs> of the show. It's like, only, <laughs> only he can pilot the, the Only He is the, the Dominus of Megadeus. So
2: the other day I was talking about how the Dominus of Megadeus, I always read that with like the fucking Chef Jean inflection in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's it like? After all, you are the Megadeus of your Dominus. I can't <laughs> do a good one, but... That's, that's you cooking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to do the whole intro to like, get, into, get into his voice space. But um, but yes, no, he's, uh, it, it is, and it's so, like, it's funny how they keep name dropping that. They don't really go into the greater lore implications of what that means. It just means, like, someone who pilots the Megaduce. Um, but because there's all this, like, power of the gods and, and, and all this other stuff kind of wrapped up into it you get a lot more like that's what i mean you're talking about wielding the power of the god you have to see a dominus because you're dominating you're the dominator of the mega kind of thing um though i don't know i wouldn't call roger the dominator of the mega because i feel like it's more like a partnership they're they're like in a civil union
0: the <laughs> they say the big o's as a power bottom <laughs> giving yes. energy back to to roger exactly um yeah, I uh, I mean feel like this will be the thing with a lot of these episodes is kind of leads into the next one. So I don't know if I have too much more to say about this specific one, um, but it's really solid. There's lots of cool things in this one.
1: Yeah, that's kind of why I was like scattershot as to like oh this happened then this happened. Uh, for one, I watched the watched this like two days ago, which not not that long ago, long ago. But um, uh, because they all kind of have this bleeding structure, one goes into the other, goes into the other. It is kind of like, oh, did that happen in this episode? Did that happen in the next episode? Um, and, and so on and so forth. So. But the important takeaways for here are that uh, uh, Dorothy is in trouble and Roger is doubting himself. Like Those are the two main... And Angel is Agent uh, 340.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, surprise, surprise, the gay jester man is French. Who would have thought <laughs> it? <laughs>
1: And, oh, and uh, Big Fowl does not have a core memory, which are required for Mega Deuces. That's kind of just dropped, but... Or not dropped as in, like, they forget about it, but, like, that's... They kind of mention that offhandedly, like, oh, one problem is that we don't have a core memory for Big Fowl. Yeah,
0: what one through line for all seven of these episodes is that uh, memories start to mean literally anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to the point that by the end of the show basically means nothing. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, we'll get to it, but but this is like first sentence of like, okay, so you need memories to power the Mega Deuces. Okay, whatever.
2: We've reached pro- like a uh, full proper noun territory. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. There's yeah, there's some Avid Evangelion-ass shit at the, at the <laughs> end of this series in terms of just like, don't mind this thing was never introduced until literally like when there's two minutes left of the show. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, but I would say that in in similar to Ava, if you engage with it beyond the the proper nouns, uh, like yeah, memories can mean whatever. But I do at the same time, I think it means like a very specific, like when someone's like, "Oh, I'm made of memories," which we'll get to with that. There's a like that it does mean something. It's just like oh, you yeah. have to get past them using the terminology they're using because as it stands you're like wait what what do you mean you're you're are you're not human and that's a whole whole thing Ava Ava I I hate to induce Ava often because you know it's it's not the end all be all and it's not like not everything is taking from it and I don't want to say this show is taking from Ava specifically it might be I don't know um but it's just like a. Do not think you can
2: make reference. a mech show in 1999 without
1: thinking of Ava? That's true. Um, this is 2003, so it's a whole whole. There's a whole uh, a, probably a Gundam series aired during that time. Uh, Austin
0: could tell me, but. Well, the real thing is, um, I mean, like big parallels between the ending of this with with how things go down at the like end of Evangelion the series, but also like. And, like, the end of Evangelion also kind of doing a bit of a retread of uh, Victory Gundam, which came out before. <laughs> so, like, it's it's not all Evangelion that you could just draw back to. It's just, like, Ava's, like, the super popular one that everybody knows. But, like, every JRPG in the 90s ended the same way that this show ends, <laughs> you know? Like, it's not, like, a <laughs> unique thing.
1: Yeah. And that's that's kind of the point that I, I want to make, is that if I, if I am saying, like, oh, it's just like an Ava, it's just because it's a good frame. Like good. Oh yeah, post and we've to... watched
0: or we've covered Ava in, in some small parts so it's it's easy shorthand. The same way we go back to a Cowboy Bebop when you want a bad example of a subject. <laughs> exactly, so. exactly. Um, well, that would bring us to our first of only two voice actors I have for this time, because not a lot of new characters uh, getting introduced at this point of the show. Um, but Vera Ronstadt is voiced in Japanese by uh, Sayuri, uh, is the name she always went by. Her full name is Sayuri Yamauchi um she voiced uh suzuka in outlaw star and then uh most importantly lady Un in gundam wing uh we love a um a sicko woman um (laughs) also has like multiple personality disorder stuff going on so sometimes she's sicko sometimes she's super nice but also kind of sicko uh she's cool one of the better parts of gundam wing um honestly the women are one of the better parts of gundam wing whether they're well written or not they're all ridiculous um uh, so, I was excited to see her as the Japanese role. And then the dub role uh, for um, Vera is voiced by Carolyn Hennessy. Not a lot of anime credits. Um, she voiced uh, Althena Arios in the 2004 version of Appleseed. Um, she voiced minor character Kago's mother in Ghosts in the Shell standalone complex. Um, so, as, as is the case, of a lot of dub actors like see, like, oh, they're like she didn't have a lot of roles on my anime list but she did have like a like pretty proper like actor portrait so i was like okay (laughs) let me go to her wikipedia page and she's done a ton of um like film and tv acting um nothing like huge like not like a you know like a starring role in a lot of things but like has just done the work um the big thing that she's known for apparently is um she played a character named Diane Miller in General Hospital, uh, which she's been playing since 2006 and still continues to play uh, because General Hospital, still going, but going for like over 10,000 episodes or whatever. <laughs> um, Good grief. Which also means... Uh, my when i was like very young my mom watched a lot of general hospital so it was like always on in a way that i have like vague memories of general hospital and i saw a picture of her character i was like oh i've definitely seen this character in general hospital before (laughs) couldn't tell you what her deal is other than probably very melodramatic and maybe has an evil twin sister but (laughs) um,
1: (laughs) that's the thing people always say like oh one piece is so long narrative is so long how am i supposed to get into it They're, they're, anyone who watches their soaps, oh my god, fucking blow them out of the water. Pathetic weaklings. That's true.
0: Also, One Piece would be unwatchable if it was like, (laughs) like 10,000 episodes. (laughs) If it was paced like a, uh, like a daytime soap opera. Mm -hmm. Although maybe that'd be good. What if like, Luffy had an evil twin? Oh my Uh. god. (laughs) Only a single evil twin? (laughs) I mean, who knows? (laughs) Um, Give it enough time. Uh but that brings us to episode 21, which is called The Third Big, which Danny already name-dropped. Um the Big O shield itself, uh, right before Bonaparte uh tries to drill into it. Um tries to dr- drill it apart. Um Bonaparte. Uh after being oh. shown an image of Dorothy in danger by Big O, Roger agrees to let it stall and defend by itself uh when he makes his way to Grand Central Station in uh Dustin's car uh alan prepares to pierce through dorothy ignoring the arrival of angel who is unwilling to stop him or unable to stop him uh, more accurately Uh, roger arrives just in time and confronts alan uh but dostin interrupts their fight Uh, as bonaparte begins to destroy the city dome under vera's command alex awakens his newly modified Megadeus, known as the big fowl and makes short work of the robot. However, the Big Fowl suddenly refuses to obey Alex's commands and haphazardly starts destroying the dome. Uh, Roger returns and gets back into the Big O to stop him, but the Big Fowl unexpectedly shuts down. So yeah, the enemy is a big part two, the third big. Big Fowl, what do we think about Big Fowl?
1: It reminds me of like, uh, I guess in color scheme, like Palkia, the Pokemon Palkia, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah get a little then, bit more like pink than yeah Big Phallus, but yeah, I can see it.
1: But also reminds me of like a Digimon, like like one of the Digimon that you get when you like like Omnimon, where they start like merging together. Just kind of where my head went, but
2: uh yeah, he's it's, it's, yeah you know, he's he's all right. He has like weird little like tentacle guns. It looked more like almost what's the word? Papal to me, like kind of like the mm. Pope.
0: <laughs> oh sure, I was thinking it looks like it's got a pompadour, but that could be like the like papal crown. I don't know what you what you call it the pope doesn't have a crown what what do they call there's a word for it i don't know it's the pope hat (laughs) it's not a habit that's what nurses wear the mitre
1: m-i-t-r-e oh i don't
0: know if that's what i was thinking of maybe it was just i don't know i don't know that's what that was called
1: all bishops have a mitre
0: Mm, does the pope have like a special one or they just all wear the same one
1: um apparently he does have a a papal tiara um (laughs) good for him but yes, there is a special, I believe there is a special uh, Pope mitre. All right. Um... Hey, uh, uh, I was going to make a joke. Like, hey, current Pope, if you're listening, write and let <laughs> us know. I can't remember his name. Is it Francis? Uh, uh, pope. Uh, is it?
0: current? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pope Francis. It's still Pope Francis. Fuck this it? fucking damn <laughs>
1: hey religion comes into this anime uh, you know it converted me um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah so this, so interesting in the description um the uh so you said like Roger agrees to let the big O stall that's kind of an important point it's not like Rogers like oh I'm gonna go run and get Dorothy to like you know wait here Big O you you got this big O non-verbally. I don't know if it's implied to be telepathic or he just like knows kind of like based on vibes, uh, like big O's tells him go for the first time. Big O tells him what to do, um, which is really cool. They're sentient.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I like, um, I don't know how much of it we quite get in this, but like throughout these next several episodes. Oh yeah, we do. Um, like Alex is such a little kid (laughs) when he's in the big foul. Mm -hmm. Um, like, the, up to this point in the show he's got like this like vibe of like you know like oh the the man puppeting. Paradigm City and pulling all the strings, and you know, he knows what's up. Uh, but then he just gets in his mech and he's just a little kid, like, woohoo, I'm piloting a big robot, look at me!
1: Yeah, I, I have the same exact I love how Alex sounds like a little kid, meow, 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 I was right, meow, 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 like he's so little, Is like such a little shit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of unresolved daddy issues, uh, with that boy, I tell you what. Um, oh, yeah,
0: and then we get a we, he gets got by the big foul because it's like on the screen where it normally says cast in the name of God, uh ye not guilty, it just it just says like cast the name of God ye not. <laughs> oh yeah, and then it shut, just shuts that's off. But <laughs> you get that again
1: later, uh for for someone else, uh which we'll get into. But um yeah he he immediately like he to to his credit, you know you gotta hand it to Isis, but uh he does <laughs> I don't
0: think that's how the tweet goes <laughs> <laughs> Co- contrary
1: to my previous statement. You do not, under any circumstances, have to hand it to Isis. Um, uh, he does destroy the Union robot real quick, and then he just immediately, just like, you know, uh, w- once Roger gets back, he's like, I'm gonna fuck you up. And then the big foul's like, nah, I give up. Yeah, the um, big foul's
0: like, back lasers start going off. <laughs> Oh it's yeah, got he little, little nodes that come out of its back.
1: Yeah, it just starts destroying uh, the fucking everything around him, um, and then just give it basically goes berserk mode, uh, but like bad berserk mode. Um, we also get a lot with Dustin in this episode that's not really described in the uh, description. We get a lot of Dustin in all these episodes, um, uh, really, where uh, he's kind of like struggling with his role in society. We kind of talked about this before, but you know, he's like, oh, you know, he he drives uh, with uh what's his name um
0: uh roger roger yeah well because to... roger steals his car <laughs> yes. uh and then dawson's base just like well if you're gonna steal it anyway let me ride shotgun <laughs> yeah
1: and he's like oh we can't we can't really do anything we don't have the power to uh and then uh what's his face roger's like oh you know like that's not true like y'all are always there doing your jobs or whatever um which mm, get back to that later uh but like he does a lot of stuff to like try to like support the Big O. Um, my first note of this episode is the bi- the the Black Megaduce needs our emotional support. Uh, because he says at one point like, oh, the Black Megaduce needs our support. Fire artillery at the Union robot or whatever. I'm like, no, he needs emotional support. He needs to know you're there for him. Um, but they, uh, you know, the artillery and everything does like some some stuff in this episode, which I was like, hey, good good for them. Um, but then once uh roger rocks up to alan and alan's all cocky he's like ah you ain't shit roger without your big o uh (laughs) roger just like flips him over immediately and like gets the upper hand but dawson's still like but now i want to do my job we're the military police you're not a civilian meh
0: yeah, he's like, Roger, you can't kill that gay clown. Uh, you don't have the jurisdiction to, you're just yeah. a negotiator. <laughs> it's like, dude, not the time to be, like, doing your job. Just just let him murder that twink.
1: And Roger's like, he he's not even a citizen of our country. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well,
0: Roger, like, come on, man. <laughs> that gay man doesn't even go here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Who do you know here, gay man? But it's just so it's oh, it's an interesting scene. still of like uh you know Dustin because after that all that Dustin's like oh so now you're gonna go back to the Big O like that like now I've done all I could do and and Rogers is like come on man get the fuck over it like you do your job like we all have our own thing um and I uh and then Dustin kind of for the first major time goes against uh what he like is supposed to do and he gives angel back her gun um and says somebody to the effect of our guns prove who we are and i'm like that's a solid snake fucking line right there that's
2: so true <laughs> <laughs> um
1: but uh but yeah he he, he does his thing and then he's gonna get more and more kind of development as we go along um which i like like you know A. Cab and everything but like at this point he's kind of not becoming a he's not being as big of a cop um, and by the end of it, he's completely, dramatically uh, divorces himself from the idea of being uh, part of the military police, which I was like, hell yeah, King, love that for you.
2: Yeah, he becomes a good cop by fucking quitting. By quitting, mm-hmm. by
1: quitting and hijacking a tank. God bless. Uh,
2: by, yeah, by quitting and explicitly going against the ruling class to be like, fuck it, there's real fucking people here.
1: Yeah, and that's, that was the most unrealistic thing is when uh, the rest of his squadron was like, you're right, sir. We, we joined up with you. It's like, oh, no, that's... Anyway, we'll
0: get to that. Um, well, we've we've glossed over the most important part of this episode, which is a, towards the beginning of the episode, uh, Alan says his famous line, uh, of course, where he goes, I'm the boogeyman. Shoot. true. <laughs> Dorothy's like, are you human or
1: are you an, an are you android? Dancing? Yeah, are you dancer? <laughs> he... No,
2: I'm the boogeyman. man. gives the answer the gayest fucking way possible.
1: <laughs> no, Um, uh, which I was wondering if they were going to do something with like not that she's done it before but they had mentioned how like androids can't hurt humans I was like oh, I wonder if they're going to do something with that with Dorothy's like ah so you're not human so I can punch you in the mouth or whatever because for for a while I was like Dorothy you should maybe like defend yourself or something Um, and she finally does Uh, and I love her mobility or like the way they animate her motion of like you know, she jumps onto, like, a railing, and normally she would just jump and, like, land it perfectly, but now she is missing, or not missing, but, like, her it's, like, her right leg and left arm are damaged, so you can see her, like, swaying a lot more yeah. um, in a very interesting, like, way, or a very, like, cool attention to detail kind of way.
0: Um Speaking of flips, we also get to do Alan do some insane backflips as he like flips his way out of the <laughs> station once the fight's gone gone bad. He's just mincing away. Yeah, dude like jumps up like fifty feet in the air like it's nothing. And <laughs> no one is like at all of us. It's just like, oh well there goes that loser. We also um, see his, his hair for the first time, I think, in this episode. Yeah, and we see he's get he's he's blonde. Uh, yeah. And um I think like like last time, even though we're now in the digi paint zone, um, the show still looks pretty good uh some of the animation um and the uh like character uh models uh, are drawn really <laughs> weird um in the middle of this episode um there's like I, one shot in particular of dawson really stood out to me where he just like like we talked about last time that he suffered the most from being <laughs> being drawn digi paint but uh there's some really wonky shots of him Um, And then the fight between Roger and Alan has some, like, really, like, kind of inconsistent with the rest of the show uh, level of uh, animation. But for the most part, like, the robots and stuff all look sick. Like, all the fights, the big fights, like, still look uh, cool. Um, so I wouldn't say, like, the show falls apart or anything, but you can definitely start to notice more of, like, the friction of it being a digi-paint show, uh, cropping up in these last, uh, like, handful of episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah, there were definitely a few parts. I don't know if I made any notes specifically, because I, maybe because I knew that you were gonna, uh, that you had more detailed mm-hmm. notes on it, but there were definitely parts where I was like, ooh, that's like a borderline, like, off-model, uh, unintentional off modeling kind of kind of animation um i think it might be in the next episode where like
0: and it's the next episode well of well particular th- example to well out. there's next
1: there's episode. that guy but then there's also another case where i think roger and dustin are talking and there's a point where roger's face it like almost looks like it's like scrunched up and i'm like well what the mm-hmm. fuck happened there but yeah i don't think i made a note for it um
0: well i guess that brings us to the next episode unless we got anything else about this one
1: Oh, one one last thing about uh, this because mm-hmm. we're gonna we get set up um, with Big Fow. One thing I really like about Big Fow is his like he has like <sighs> gauntlets, or bracelets, basically. Like his he has he has his fist, he punches, but then like on his wrists are like rotating saw blades, almost like or like it, it rotates so fast that it's like a saw.
0: Oh yeah. So there's
1: like a part where he like punches into the Union robot and then like kind of just moves his arm down and like cuts into him really. In a really cool way, I love that kind of, like, dual modality kind of attack. Um, Kind of similar to how in the... I think, like, Dorothy 1, like, the first episode, they have, like, the tentacles, and then the tentacles became drills at the end. Very Mm -hmm. similar kind of vibe, where it's like, "Oh, oh, I... I caught your fist, and then it's like, oh, fuck, you know, there's a a, basically a saw blade attached to that, Uh uh-oh.
0: I also did have one other thing, which is, um, at one point in this episode, I think he's talking to Angel Dostin does the Shakespeare quote, um, of, like, oh, all the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players, or whatever, which, like, hmm, hmm. (laughs) Just, like, stood out to me rewatching it. I wonder if that's gonna come back. (laughs) Yeah, just like, oh, okay, we're just, (laughs) we're making it real obvious, huh? Um, but all right, uh, that will bring us to episode twenty-two, which is called Hydra, um, which makes me want to go back for a second. Why is episode twenty called Stripes?
1: Uh, my gut thought,
0: I guess it's like the Union and like you know, stripes, like a like fl- stripes on a flag, like something to do with like oh another country. But it's not like we see the flag or anything. It's weird.
1: Isn't there like a military song called Stripes or something?
0: Stars and Stripes Forever, right? I'm thinking of
1: Taps. 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 Mm. Um, So, yeah, I don't really know. It
0: just stood out to me. I'm in the dark. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, just in the dark. I know why this one's called Hydra, though. Um, Uh. uh, So the military police start rounding up citizens suspected of being Union sleeper agents At a villa, Alex explains uh, that his father founded Paradigm City in order to preserve the memories of human civilization. Elsewhere, Angel tells Dorothy that Roger must not let the memories of the city fall into the hands of Alex or Vera. Uh, Roger's outraged that Alex would form an alliance with Vera in order to further his goals. Paradigm attempts to reactivate the Big Fowl, but Vera interrupts the procedure by awakening a three-headed monster known as the Hydra Eel. Which shuts off the electricity from the underground water system. Uh, Roger enters the Big O to engage in battle, but the Hydra Eel, with its ability to generate vast amounts of electricity, disables Big O and nearly shocks Roger to death. Uh, the attack evokes a memory from the past where alone Big O pilots of giant Megadeus, also with the ability to use electricity as a weapon. The pilot presses a button on the floor and Roger mirrors the action, revealing an additional control panel for Big O's force field system. Uh, The big O transforms and generates an impenetrable sphere of energy around itself that deflects the Hydra's attack, which is suddenly intercepted by the emergence of a lightning rod um, owned by Paradigm. Roger causes the force field to greatly expand outward as the blazing sphere of energy obliterates the Hydra eel. The energy from its last attack collected by the lightning rod allows the big foul to be reactivated. Um, It's so funny to me that like, Roger's getting owned and then has like a flashback of this exact same thing happening before and like, oh okay, this is, this is how you deal with it.
1: Well what's funny is this is not the first electric eel monster that he's uh Well with. we
0: also learn via flashbacks <laughs> that it's this this is a new electric eel monster built from the corpse of the previous electric eel monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time it's got three heads. So it's, <laughs> so, it's yeah. King Ghidorah.
1: Uh, which i i like when they're like showing because you know the way it gets released is um vera blows up basically like the the generation tank and that's what lets it get out kind of thing um and i was like wait are they powering this like the city with this giant fucking eel okay um which i guess so like the answer is yes uh at least they're powering uh Big O or Big Fowl's restoration project with it kind of thing um mm-hmm. I think this episode is probably my least note heavy because it is a lot of like there's stuff at the beginning
0: and then like a really cool toy robot yeah again, get Alex just literally being a child he's like having a like evil villain monologue conversation over dinner, over, like, a spaghetti dinner with <laughs> with Roger. And he's just playing with the, like, wind-up toy version of the Big Fowl.
1: And, like, the like Alan is there and talking about how, like, Alan is, like, a, a triple-crosser kind of thing. Like, he's both, like, he's basically playing the field, um, though really he's there for Paradigm. Um, and, like, his main role in the scene, other than for that, is to, like, assemble the remote for the Big Fowl mini-robot. Like, he keeps handing batteries and remotes and shit to the to alex it's a very very funny thing i just i have my notes like alex increasingly desperate do you so do you like my toy uh roger do you like my toy big Val? please say you like it roger please god tell me you like it
0: (laughs) uh also also the like villa they're eating in is like insane and it's like juxtaposed to like meanwhile outside the the domes it's like the the largest rainstorm they've ever gotten in the city speaking of uh
2: alex like i do kind of love um i probably forgot to mention this last episode but i do kind of love that in when we see the other two bigs they do like the exact same shit as roger and i just love that shit
1: oh, yeah. everyone <laughs> always says action everyone always says showtime uh a lot of similar posing
0: yeah good rules well you know if all the world's a stage something something etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera. um we learn one extremely uh, important detail, load-bearing information for the show, um, when we're looking at like um, like uh, so. The beginning of this episode is "What if being French was a crime?" Because they're just they're rounding up all the the union people, um, and we see like I think it's Dawson looking through like the like w- like notices like here's all the secret agents we're looking for, and he comes across the one for Angel, and we learn that Angel is five ten, mm. she mm-hmm. tall. So Which I, just, I thought that was important to mention.
1: And and Roger's probably like eight feet tall by comparison. So he's still so <laughs> fucking big. Um,
0: yeah, he's Bruce Wayne. He's tall. It's true. That's true.
1: We also get that Alex uh says women are such foolish creatures.
2: And good on Roger for being like,
0: Nah, stop being a fucking misogynistic weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Although Roger is like, I can't believe you'd work with those foreigners, even if you ultimately. Like, betrayed them. I can't believe you would work with a foreign nation. We gotta take what we get. (laughs) He's xenophobic, but he doesn't hate women. (laughs) Unless they're French. Hey, no one's perfect, okay? But not unless they're 5'10. Then it's okay. Mm -hmm.
1: I did get a a, a laugh uh, because one of the main recurring visuals in in these episodes are uh, like barcodes. Like, that's like the memory implantation device or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think in this scene, like, Roger. Like spills his spaghetti because he has like a a mental flashback because of um because of a, a barcode and I'm like I just imagine him at like Kroger or Food Lion or whatever just like ooh,
0: look at these Oreos ah God Big O no, he's he's he like drops a jar of spaghetti sauce and because mm. everyone someone's gotta clean that up for him
1: <laughs> Norman's there for it. Um, but I, I love Alex just being like he's like the most of the series like you see him like in in shadows and he's like oh I'll be the true dominus or whatever oh he's a mastermind and he's just like a shitty fail son like he, yeah. he 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 just throws money at shit and like hires other people to do shit for him and once he actually get puts skin in the game he immediately gets like trounced uh, every single time he tries to um which i love that
0: and i'm mostly thinking of this because like the motivations are similar but um like he's the more like accurate depiction of like a gendo akari right of like Mm -hmm. no a person like that would just be a little child like would just (laughs) would just be like uh i want to play with my big toys and (laughs) fuck you dad (laughs) um but um but yeah alex just ha- going from like uh a evil mastermind to a petulant child <laughs> in like a single episode and then just being like that for the rest of the series was very very funny to me um i had a note in the last episode i don't know what it was for it was just like oh i love norman so much i don't know what he did in the last episode but in this one rogers like bought a bouquet to give to angel um and he walks into the mansion and norman goes oh my is that book?" oh no they're like talking over his watch and he goes oh my is that bouquet for me sir <laughs> and i think later dorothy's like i can't believe you would buy norman a bouquet but not me or something like that. Like it comes back
1: yeah and i'm like oh damn like i think i might in my notes i also have like oh, i i hope that bouquet is for norman because roger doesn't say anything one way or the other but i'm like damn i hope so
0: yeah and we got we got plenty of it in definitely the first season and even in like the first half of this one. But like because these seven episodes we watch for this time are so focused on like building towards the conclusion of the plot, we get less of like Dorothy, Roger, and um, Norman just kind of being a, a weird little family unit uh, together. Um, so the little moments we do get in these episodes, I cherish. Yes, um, similarly, I cherish the
1: uh, the time and effort that went into. Uh... Drawing the police officer um, mm-hmm. discussing all of the secret agents that they've been rounding up.
0: So <laughs> I, I I was so aghast by how funny this guy looks that I had to like take a picture of my television and uh, tweet <laughs> it. Um, but I couldn't remember what episode it was in when I went to, uh, spoilers, uh, take voice actor notes for who voiced the the JPEG um, police reporter. Or not even JPEG, like clip art police reporter. He <laughs> looks like a, a clip art uh, drawing. Um, uh, and then I remembered, oh, my note from that scene, because it's like a, a scene of like this police reporter talking to... Uh, Dawson, and it reminded me of the Twink deputy that got killed in season one. Oh yeah! And so my note is just like, damn, remember that guy? <laughs> Miss that guy?
1: <laughs> Tw- twink death is real, I
0: tell you. I so think that joke last time too. Damn it. Um, um, But yeah, he. I, I'm sure that it'll be the the tweet for uh this episode when it goes out. Uh, but if not, uh, definitely look up. He's he's credited as police reporter on my anime list, and the the image is just the the same uh, frame <laughs> that I I took a picture of. um It's very funny.
1: I think there's one point where I was like, oh, he looks terrible, and then he got worse somehow. Like he like moves, and I'm like, ooh, don't do that. Um and the only the only important thing in that scene that we find out is that uh, for one, I think it tells us why like because when the episode starts it's just the police rounding up people and I'm like my first thought was, oh, there's like some sort of curfew or something like that uh, but no, they're they're rounding up the union agents or people <laughs> suspected of being union agents. But the only thing we get from that scene is angel is on the loose. They've not found angel.
0: Yeah, I, I think that might also be when we learn Angels 510. Um, yes yeah it's in that scene i'm looking at the picture that i have on on my phone of this guy right now (laughs) the other thing that's funny is like it in the frame he's holding like a um like a packet of paper and one hand only appears to have three fingers uh like presumably the thumb is on the other side of the pen but he's only got three fingers and then the other hand is just like a club like it's just like a blob (laughs) it's just like attached it's just like they had like 30 seconds to put that scene together before i needed to go out for broadcast and that's the best they could do <laughs> um,
1: did did ai make this oh my god
0: uh yeah very funny um and then yeah the rest of the episode uh as i have in my notes uh is kaiju o'clock this is like our last big big monster uh episode yeah not I mean, as good as the the first sea monster episode
1: yeah Though I do, I, I do love seeing Dorothy in her like diving suit, a little like, yes. spy suit. I, I, I don't know why I said spy suit. It's a diving suit. Like she dives, mm-hmm. um, and then Roger gives her a little flower uh, for her her headband slash ear kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's when she teases him about the bouquet because he yeah. pulls the flower out of the bouquet. It's like I can't believe you bought <laughs> Norman a bouquet.
1: And I love, I love the force field. I think I, I call it an AT field, but for electricity, mm-hmm. an AE field. Um, I also love that the Hydra. I, I just have to note. Oh wh- oh no, why is it so veiny? This is like this big veiny tentacle coming out of the ground. <laughs> I'm like, oh no.
0: <laughs> it's because they reconstructed it from the other one. That's true. Which I think is just a cool detail. Because but when it shows up, you are just kind of like, wait, huh? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's kind of sudden. Um, but yeah, I, and I do like the the kind of setup for it of like you know it ends up like they they steal the power from it to to reactivate big file i think that's uh cool um also like uh, actually i'll save it we'll get to it later but um i the number of times that the show just like gets like it's a tokusatsu show just like gets to the 16 minute mark it's like ah fuck we got to have a big fight uh giant monster <laughs> <laughs> uh is, is good to be i always love that uh, in a show um i don't know we got anything else for this one or should i should i do the voice actor for our <laughs> our clip art police reporter
1: i don't have anything for this one because i think after this then i start getting more note heavy but this one is just like oh this, you know little kaiju battle uh oh, dorothy with a flower mm.
0: i guess one, one other thing to note um there's a nice scene between angel and dorothy at the beginning of this episode um because angel's kind of hung up on the fact that it, in the last episode she had an opportunity to like shoot alan and save dorothy and she didn't Mm. um and there's there's some like weird jealousy stuff going on there that also came up in like the angel and roger scene in um, episode 20 um where she's like oh is there something going on between you and your robot maid or whatever um but um it's just kind of a nice scene of like she's she's like you know like hey i'm sorry i didn't i wasn't there for you and like pass this along to roger kind of thing like it's a nice little uh like melodramatic moment between them
1: yeah because angel angel and roger are talking and and angel's like why are you holding back then and and that's what she realizes oh it's because of because of dorothy um yeah and then in this scene like dorothy kind of just says like like angel says like oh you like i don't know that you would you'd understand and angel just kind of like ends the conversation like or sorry dorothy ends the conversation like you're right i wouldn't understand therefore there's no reason for you to apologize kind of thing Mm-hmm. Uh, which I kind of read as her not like like she does understand she just is like not looking to make amends with her I guess I don't know um,
0: but yeah I figured that's worth uh, noting um, as the show develops uh, but our our man the police reporter um, in Japanese is voiced by Hideito Ebihara who basically has no other notable credits, like voiced a couple of other similarly unnamed characters in late 90s, early 2000s show. Uh, But the reason he's on here is not just because uh, we're in love with how bad he looks, Um, but uh, in the dub is voiced by Michael Lindsay, um, who I knew um, as he voices Amuro Ray in the uh, dub for the Gundam movie trilogy, Um, the one where um, Steve Blum voices Char. Oh, (laughs) Um, and um so we've got that connection and then um he's also apparently uh kisuke urahara in bleach love that guy uh he's kankuro in naruto he is joe in digimon adventure um and then i think this might be our last one um we've got two more uh cowboy bebop quizzes for this guy first one not much of a quiz he voices weapon shop owner in cowboy bebop they will remember (laughs) what episode there was a weapon shop owner the second you're close it's the third one it's the first episode that Faye is introduced um she's like buying guns um before she's like taken in by like the mob or whatever um he's the weapon shop owner um and then he voices decker in cowboy bebop do we remember who decker is
1: is he an android replicant
0: (laughs) no but definitely like a obvious (laughs) reference to blade runner um decker is the bounty from heavy metal queen he's the guy that like steals the truck full of explosives like the space truck full of explosives but then blows up at the end
1: oh okay
0: um and and that's the last voice actor i got um oh my like God. i said not a lot of new characters introduced at, at this stage of the game um well that brings us to episode 23 which is called twisted memories uh roger is given the message from dorothy concerning what angel told her in the last episode uh alan re- uh releases beck from jail to persuade him to reconstruct the big Fowl's interface uh, or face an order of execution as an alternative. Alex visits Gordon at his farm and asks about his memories, but when um, Gordon says nothing, he covers the field in flames, uh, seemingly killing his father. Dostin shows Roger that another sleeper agent is still at large, Angel. Uh, while trying to find her, Roger discovers Vera in a tunnel, where she instructs him to tell Angel that the bird whose wings have been plucked and uh, with will shed all its feathers and will turn into the beast it was before it evolved to a bird. I would have said, wow, girl, that's a lot for me to remember. (laughs) Uh, She then uh, releases flares to alert the union roger's mansion suddenly comes under attack by a bunch of scorpion like machines um dorothy and norman do their best to fend them off until the big o manages to intervene uh roger finds out that beck is behind the robot's attempt to capture dorothy Uh, she is taken uh, with roger in hot pursuit until he is stopped by a repaired and improved big duo and then to be continued Uh, also missing from this, we get, uh, our first little glimpse at Angel's backstory, which is when we first hear that line about, uh, the bird whose wings have been plucked to shed all of its feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a clunky line.
1: And you can, you can tell that these marks on your back, you know, are, are proof that you're a reincarnation of an angel. That's what Vera says in the flashback when she's looking at her, her back.
0: Yeah. Vera, who I guess her mother. Yeah. Maybe. At least claimed to be. Acted as.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on with mothers and fathers uh, as we go forward, but
0: wow, just like Evan Kelly.
1: Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but uh uh but I do love that like uh like imagine like saying that to my nephew who's like, you know, one and change. Just be like, "Did you know that if you pluck the feathers from a bird, it'll become a beast?" <laughs> um but uh yeah, I love the 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 thing with like Dustin tells Roger like oh Angel's still at large, Uh and we spotted a, a woman who matches her description like a blonde haired woman going into a thing and Roger heads that way and just like sees uh you know who ends up being Vera but it's just another person wearing the same cloak that RD wore uh in season one my like, goddamn everyone has that same fucking cloak huh uh, it is not Angel <laughs> it's Vera um but how did how did y'all feel about uh beck being here by the way
0: i mean i already told you before that in my notes (laughs) i have a line that is just all caps beck 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 i was i'm always excited to see my boy i
2: love how they threatened to kill beck i thought that was funny Mm.
1: (laughs) yeah i do love that the whole time he's basically what the fuck am i even doing here um i was annoyed at first i was like if this is gonna be like a gambit episode where he's like kidnap someone again for personal gain i was gonna be upset like a comedy episode like the fucking uh japanese one mm-hmm. um i'm fine with how they did it but at first i was like oh god damn it not not this again um but yes yeah, so i was happy beck was there
0: because they bring him out of jail because um when uh he brought like dorothy one back online he had like used um uh dorothy is like a battery for it and they were like hey like that was a pretty smart thing you did back in episode two we want you to do that but for the big foul um so it makes sense and i also like that he's like like they're like and we want you to, to kidnap dorothy so we can do that uh and he's like "I'm um, sorry i don't commit the same crime uh twice yeah <laughs> which is cause, most funny because like because like bro that's you've literally done the same thing in every episode you showed up <laughs> uh, but he's more like you know like the means of the uh, of the crime you know he's got different schemes each each time he does it um, well and specifically who he's i already kidnapped her right yeah. get me kidnapped someone else that's whatever but her mm. and then that's when they're like oh well uh, it's either that or we just kill you so uh, yeah and also we get to see like beck and alan uh together in a scene which is nice love my two boys together mm-hmm. um i'm on the the paradigm city website uh posting fan art of, <laughs> of <Alan laughs> <and Beck> <laughs> together. <laughs> Um, of which there is some incredible uh, fan art on paradigm-city.com um, if people want to go there and check it out i was delighted to see 20 year old fan works <laughs> for this show uh, god bless the big o fandom uh, also rest in peace the big o fandom yeah. yes. we'll be around when in like 20 years from now when they <laughs> announce like a big o season three we'll be mm-hmm. we'll be the ones popping off with the the paradigm city forums
1: <laughs> we're back we're back yeah so we have the vera scene she signals in i thought she was like calling it an airstrike but like they call it like setting up flares i guess in this um because i thought she dies here which spoiler she does not um like
0: runs away i think yeah
1: yeah it's it's not it's not entirely clear um what happens to her from the jump but yeah she she runs away um and signals the the union which kind of like if if like my brain was like oh wait are these like scorpion machines are they Beck's doing or are they the unions doing because again it kind of goes both at once where we have the Beck set up and then we also have the flare comes down and then immediately the um the scorpion mechs are there um and then we get uh roger so like norman tells roger like hey the 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 mansion's under attack um Roger also says, I don't remember the content, I don't remember if he's driving back or what, but he says, like, even if I am a tomato brought into this world intentionally, I still have my freedom and my responsibilities. And I was like, hell yeah, Roger. Like, and I'll probably bring this up again, because I brought it up before, and I'll probably bring it up again, of, like, how this show is really a lot about, like, personhood and, like, being able to deal with the uncertainty of, like, past present and future kind of thing and i like and roger's big thing is like hey you know what no matter where i came from i still like i'm still me now i have my freedom now and my responsibilities now uh and i'm like hell yeah roger love that for you and then insta cut to norman just absolutely lighting these scorpion mechs up with several machine guns god bless them
0: there's a i mean there's a great moment where i don't know what she's saying but dorothy's saying something and roger just or not roger norman turns to her and goes dorothy what are you going on about and then a scorpion mech falls down in front of him and he pulls out two pistols and yells (laughs) you sons of bitches He's he's the best. <laughs> Norman rules. He
1: like he has like a fucking like grenade launcher. He runs out of ammo, and uh, Dorothy throws like a clip like another clip to him, and he's like, oh, one of these days I'll forget my own head." I can't believe I, I let myself <laughs> run out of ammo. Um, it's just a, such a goofy. Uh, yeah, it's a really
0: fun like sequence.
1: Yeah, and and kind of going back to what you said, like you know we get these little moments of them being this weird family unit kind of thing, and uh, how Norman is uh, a secret badass kind of thing. Uh, who has his own bat hook as well just like Roger because yeah he falls into the pit and and I'm like oh no Norman but then it's like oh yeah Norman um
0: in my notes I I called the sequence a home alone Norman but that's um uh home alone wishes it was as cool <laughs> as mm. any of the stuff that's that's in, <laughs> that's in here <laughs>
1: if Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci were both scorpion robots
0: then maybe but um uh, but it is very cool that like at, like the 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 culminating, like, part of this fight, like, takes place kind of, like, in the big O hangar, um, but the early part of it is, like, you get to see, like, the Scorpion X like, crawling through the mansion, like, up and down staircases and stuff, um, and, like, Norman and Dorothy, like, ducking out from behind cover to blast them with machine guns, um, and all, all that's really fun. I love turning the, the mansion into, like, a a setting for an action set piece like this. Chateau de Roger, as I have it in my notes. (laughs) And then,
1: uh, fucking, I think Norman's falling, uh, like his, his, uh, his, he he falls and gets the bat up, and then he falls again. And I was like, oh no. Uh, but then like the Big O's like fist just like punches through the wall and catches him, which I was like, oh damn. Shout out to Big O being cool as, f- I don't know. Like something about like, kind of like you said with the mansion, like just like destroying the mansion essentially in this fight, uh, made it feel a lot more pivotal than like if it was sh- sh- filmed or, you know done in some random building somewhere else kind of thing uh, yeah. same with uh i guess in the next episode or no end of this episode uh when the big o just like fucking breaks out of the the side of the mansion to go after dorothy once she gets uh taken away uh big frowny face on that one
0: um and then uh we get the scene early in the episode of like alex burning down gordon's farm mr daddy issues
1: yeah it's kind of the least compelling stuff i don't really care about alex's whole deal
0: yeah or gordon's whole deal for that matter but yeah um, uh but i it, visually it's cool you know the, like the shots of the the fields burning uh down um and all that although like it's interesting like because like gordon will show back up in a later episode and the characters will be like oh we thought you died in the fire and i was like i didn't get a sense of that <laughs> it's like it wasn't it wasn't shot in any way where it's like oh damn rip gordon um it's weird for them to just assume that but um mm-hmm. Uh, and then before that there's a uh it's like when roger sees um uh vera but he thinks it's angel um he's like in his car and he like spins it around in the middle of the road and for whatever reason they they really went hard on the <laughs> on the animation for that <laughs> um it was like holy shit you didn't need to animate that, <laughs> uh, that much like you could have just done like you know a real quick shot of like now the car's 180 degrees but they really go for it um and then the big duo uh, reappears at the end of this episode. I Wonder who could be piloting it. Mm, I wonder who wasn't in the second half of this episode at all. Mm. Hmm. Um but that's an episode all these last like couple episodes really start to like just kind of go one into the other. Um like you said, Danny, if you weren't like, you know, looking at the descriptions ahead of time, it'd be like kinda hard to remember like what happens in what episode to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh well, if we don't have anything else, that brings us to Episode 24, which is not the last episode yet somehow has the last episode-esque title of The Big Fight, which is funny cuz get it the the bigs they're fighting. Oh. Um, and it's a big fight. Oh, um yeah. the uh big duo seems to have the upper hand due to its airborne capabilities. However, Roger is able to fire multiple missiles to weaken his opponent. Uh much to his surprise, the pilot of the big du- I don't know why it's a surprise. Uh the big pilot of the big <laughs> duo <laughs> Uh, is Alan, who is directly linked into the Megadeus Deus um, via wires. We remember he's like a cyborg man. Uh, just as Alan prepares to, for the finishing blow, the spirit of Schwarzwald engulfs Alan into the cords of the Megadeus, ascending him into the atmosphere. Uh, Roger finds Dorothy atop uh, the ledge of a building, but he sees that her memory circuit has been stripped. Meanwhile, Alex uh, thanks Beck for helping restore the Big Fowl and asks for assistance in recreating the city to his liking uh staring at dorothy's motionless body roger contemplates his uh her earlier question whether or not he would fall in love with her if she was a human uh while journeying underground angel stumbles upon a uh, stage set of the cabin where she was first told about the scars on her back as a child uh dostin walks into a movie theater where he sees his memories displayed on film and that's where the episode ends
1: description kind of leaves some stuff out um like so i guess the the i guess the big surprise or the reason it's a bit of a surprise i guess with alan being the pilot is like last roger saw the big duo it's like oh it's it, it's schwartzfeld but now it's yeah now it's not schwartzfeld is de- like definitely dead allegedly uh but his spirit fucked up we we should have got
2: another Schwarzwald
1: episode
0: i mean he's here in spirit you know it's true like, and him <laughs> him
1: absorbing uh alan makes makes sense feels right to me yeah so roger does contemplate her earlier question about falling in love he also then answers that question that like he does not just contemplate he says the answer is yes um mm. th- yes they would have uh and Dustin not only sees his memories displayed on film he also sees uh the memory of him and the the woman going to the movie theater together like that's what that's what initially sparks him to be like oh wait what the fuck um is he sees like a movie like he sees the the to the two kids, and he follows them in there, and then he sees a movie poster, and the movie poster says, like, starring Dan Daston, he's like, that's not possible! So, there's a little more going on the, than the description might reveal, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, mostly just a bunch of, like, wait a minute, who are you? Why, like, like, why is this happening, kind of episode? Like, Alan gets absorbed into the wires, why, by Schwarzfeld, but why? Not like, but not but why to me, I understand why it happens, but like, the characters don't know what's going on, and you know, Dustin's like, "Wait, what the fuck's going?" Like, reality is starting to crumble a little bit.
0: Yeah, so the like the nature of Paradigm City kind of slowly starting to reveal itself uh, in this, um, both like being reinforced by the the TV set that Angel wanders onto, and then everything going on with with Dustin at the movie theater. Um, I also think like um, trying to think if we actually see them or not, because um, when like the uh, big duo. Like it might not be until the next episode, but when the big duo starts to like ascend, uh you start to see the basically the skybox of, <laughs> of <laughs> Paradigm City. Uh or like the big scaffolding and lights that are up there. Um Which
1: earlier earlier looks like the union like it looks like almost like uh the union's like air brigade. Like you just see kind of like the lights mm-hmm. faintly above. It's like, oh they're they're all invading yeah. all at once, but no, it's just lights.
0: Yeah. Um and I genuinely really love the like the visuals of like both Alan like wired up into the big duo and then him being like swallowed by the wires is like a very cool um, image. All that stuff works really well for me. And this is where we get the the other like <laughs> uh, play on the whole uh, cast in the name of God thing that all the big say because this one says ye guilty when when Alan starts mm. to get like <laughs> metamorphosized.
2: Yeah. And there's also like uh, a bit of a like thematic layer to the whole uh machine absorbing alan because it's like hey they're both basically the same i don't know where i'm going with this
1: (laughs) well this whole thing is like oh i already half gave up my humanity or and it's like "Mm -hmm. now now the other half gets taken from you and you kind of gets like spat out right like they show like a a shot of him like getting rejected by the by the big yeah it's like hat and and bundle of spaghetti gets gets thrown out there
0: Mm mm-hmm and the, the fight between Big O and Big Duo is good, but when when you have a direct comparison of these two fighting in Season 1, I did kind of miss the Sal animation from Season 1 while watching this fight. Um, but also it's got the same good music that they played during the first fight. Um, mm. So I was still having a good time, but definitely like, couldn't help but think, like, mm, this did look better in <laughs> Season 1.
1: I also have, I have a note um about like they make implications that gordon was the one who reset the city kind of thing in this episode
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like 40 years ago
1: yeah which that again kind of gets cast into another light later on like is that necessarily true no
0: um no but it you know this is when we kind of get characters starting to talk about like uh whatever happened 40 years ago like gordon rosewater was like kind of at the heart of it
1: yeah and that it wasn't just like a weird natural or you know oh it just happened out of nowhere like it definitely was planned and executed by someone um Mm -hmm. uh, we also get uh uh, norman calling in the gang of of workers
0: oh yeah (laughs) they really need to repair the big duo uh quickly after or not the big duo, the big O after the big duo fight so they just, like, <laughs> recruit people off the street.
1: Which I love. Um, oh, no, never mind. It's in the next episode. I was going to say there's a line that I really love. Um, but, yeah, no, everyone everyone kind of rolls up, and they're all just, like, you know, factory workers, and they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking fix this big O. Mm-hmm. Which I also love that, like, I think every time so far that Roger has almost been bested by a big, Uh the big just gives up. Like, not in a way where it feels, like, cheesy or like, oh, man, come on, like, just finish the job. Uh, But, like, in a way that feels thematically relevant, I guess. Because, uh, you know, I think the same thing happened with Schwarzwald, where it's like, oh, he had the upper hand, but then the big just kind of, like, gave up sort of thing. And then the big O was like, aha, gotcha, B word.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know who says this, but I have this quote in my notes. Uh, I think it might either be Roger who says this, or maybe it's the ghost of Schwarzwald saying this, because there are some lines from Schwarzwald. Um, uh, but someone says, uh, a man should find out for himself what his purpose in life is, which I just go like, okay, there's, there's Kanaka creeping in on the script. Because like, <laughs> you know, you, you. I don't think you're unfair for doing so, Data. You, you read some of the stuff going on in the show is like, you know, like kind of, Uh, self-actualization like you know finding out who you are for yourself and on your own terms which Um, I guess could also be true in the context I'm about to bring up, which is like we we now know both from future Kanaka shows, but also just like his, you know, personal politics uh, that he's very vocal about online, uh, that the man's like, you know, like hardcore libertarian. So a lot of the stuff in the show being about like uh, individual identity and and stuff like that definitely reads a lot different, you know, Mm. where where it's coming from. And there's some stuff later (sighs) on that's like, more way more easy to read through that lens even not knowing the Konica stuff um but i do think for the most part like the show doesn't veer so hard into that stuff that it becomes hard to enjoy it's just like yep it's it's still got that Konica uh stink on it um you know can't can't fully separate that out from it um but i wrote that down because that stood out the most to me is like up oh, there's Konica. Mm. there's a
2: very thin line between
0: self-actualization good and self-actualization owning other people yeah yeah Uh, But I'll have more to say about that, I think, in the next episode. Um, Same thing with the TV set stuff. I I think all that, as like a visual, is very cool. And, you know, as the show kind of starts to unravel the nature of uh, Paradigm City, I I like all that stuff, but we'll get more of that in the next two episodes.
1: Yeah, because especially the next episode is kind of like a big info dump in a way that like, worked for me um but i can definitely see someone be like wow they just fucking
0: told you everything all at once huh well i guess we should go on to episode 25 then which is called the war of paradigm city um several beams of light fall from the sky due to the union's attack demolishing the city uh on the uh, stage set of the cabin vera is revealed to have rescued gordon from being burned uh, on the farm She then says that Gordon had attempted to regain his memories by artificially cultivating children. Any children that had later reawakened their memories as adults were murdered uh, by RD. Uh, The people cast out from the city 40 years ago uh, because they were inferior to the other children established the union uh, to take revenge. Uh, Angel maddened by Vera's priorities prepares to kill her. Uh, Vera fights back using her whip (laughs) that she has. (laughs) She's Indiana Jones. Um, uh, cruelly lashing her um, when Roger suddenly arrives and substitutes Vera. Gordon says that neither Roger nor Angel were a part of the artificial cultivation program and that no one uh, was able to remember what had happened 40 years ago, despite the occasional uh, subconscious glimpse. He reveals that the union does not exist and that the supposed attack on the city um, is shown to be a gigantic set of stage lights hanging from above. He tells Angel uh, that she is a memory due to the scars on her back, confusing her and me. Um, <laughs> as Alec waits in The Big foul, um, he learns uh, that he was one of the children in Gordon's experiment. Gordon remembers that he hired Roger long ago to conduct negotiations with, uh, quote-unquote, the director to change the roles of all of the, quote-unquote, actors in the city. Vera activates a monstrous Megadeus known as the Behemoth, uh, before being unceremoniously destroyed when Roger calls the Big O to return to the surface. Uh, Roger and Alex face off uh, and prepare to have their final showdown.
1: Yeah, like literally, like just <laughs> picks up the Behemoth and says, "Nah, that that's not going to be the the big fight at the end." Actually,
0: <laughs> yeah, and like a series of like five or ten cuts, you go from like, "Wow, that's a big fucking Megadeus," to, "Oh, I guess the Big O's already <laughs> taking care of it." <laughs>
2: I mean, just, like, speaking, like, um, in terms of, like, economy of only having an episode, a single episode left, I guess it makes sense, but you don't need to have the big, um, robot come up to have that. Just have, like, Vera unceremoniously die to get the big, Mm -hmm. uh, Roger-Alex fight. Exactly.
1: I still kind of love it. I still kind of love (laughs) how stupid it is. It's fucking huge. It's it's probably, like, five times the size as, as Big O. (laughs) <laughs> just the, the only time you see him is him getting lifted up like on his back by the big o and and just like cracked in half i love it right
0: well and if like we're reading paradigm city is like this like synecdoche new york like stage play kind of thing happening like uh, this is what i was talking about earlier of like the the way in which like like as if on schedule like a giant monster will just show up at like the 16 minute mark of some of these episodes like makes sense in that context of like oh this is like you know there's something going on here about like the kind of facade nature of the city and so she just like falls down a shaft and basically lands in the cockpit of the big final boss mech <laughs> um, but because roger and alex are, are hell-bent on kind of destroying the reality of, of what they're living in it's like no we don't have time for that <laughs> <But> <laughs> we're, we're going off script um, we have 26
1: episodes backs. and that's it
0: <laughs> yeah but yeah we do get a lot of, of lore i i'm with you danny that like it, it works well for me where in another show dumping this much info on you at the last second might feel like a bit of a uh ass um the only thing I don't like about it or the, the big broad thing I don't like about it is that like suddenly Gordon just like knows all this stuff. Like, I don't know, because um, like yeah. he he fluct- like up to this point fluctuates between like, oh, I know things, but I'm talking cryptically to I'm just a little guy. I don't know anything to now he's like fully level headed. Oh, let me tell you about everything that's going on in the plot of the show. Um, just a bit of a convenience for a character that like didn't have enough of a. Like, I don't know, like, if Schwartzwald was really alive and Schwartzwald came back to um, deliver this monologue, it would make more sense to me than this character that um, was just kind of, like, too much of a mystery of a character to... Um, I don't know. That was yeah. that was my big issue with it.
1: Yeah, I think they're... Yeah, the same information could have been, like you said, delivered either by Schwartzwald or just, like, have Gordon stick to one idea. Have him be the the entire time like a like a senile old man and then like for whatever reason oh all that was a was an act or or something triggers all these memories in him or something like that and have him be like aha uh-huh, i know who the director of this place is or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, yeah i i I, don't, I still like it like i still i think again kind of vera muddies everything like her being here muddies everything i think that's the thing you either need to have vera or gordon or schwartzwald like i think having all of them there is kind of bleh and then having angel kind of immediately go kind of catatonic and being told that she's not a human and like not understanding that in a way that like yeah i don't get it either um it all kind of like happens at once um within the context of like my read of like self-actualization parentheses good like it makes more sense where it's like oh you know angel is struggling with the idea of like she's only memory she's only things in the past that you can never return to and then like her journey is to realize like no i'm here in the present and like roger helps her realize that roger and dorothy um like all that would work um but it just it, it was a little weird like in the literal sense of like oh what's going on um but i don't know it's still i think it still came together even in just this episode uh like the all the themes kind of run together in a way that makes sense like we have um like these giant balls of light coming down and destroying everything i was like oh my god it's just like the end of Devilman crybaby um but unlike devil man crybaby it's like anti-nihilist um fucking norman is like oh you yeah, restock the ammunition it might be the last thing we do and one of the workers just kind of says like no we we're not gonna let them take our purpose away it's like oh great love that um and uh what's his face um roger i think it's roger like mentions that like we make our own destiny because i think vera is basically like giving angel like the rundown of like natalist determinism of like oh this is who you are at birth and therefore that's what your only role is kind of thing and and roger's like no we make our own destiny we are our present and future kind of thing Uh, not just our past um and then that's when you have all the everything else that goes on right
0: um, that's where i have my big note i'll just read what i what i stopped the episode to write um <laughs> roger's here to tell us that Bigo is a show about how the circumstances of one's birth don't determine who you are um, or what you can be which is just rotten libertarian bullshit if you think about it and that's fine as long as you don't think about it too hard yes um Because, like, this is a show full of, like, actually, like, the material circumstances of one's reality do affect who and what you can be. Like, we've seen that with, like, you know, like, the people that live under the domes versus the people who don't live under the domes and, like, what um, kinds of uh, uh, lived experiences people are allowed to have based on the circumstances of their birth and how society, like... um, uh, pushes those people to the margins so like no i don't like fully agree with that roger smith like it's cool and all that you're like hey my memories don't don't make up who i am or whatever but like um to say the circumstances of your birth don't matter in a show that has like the literal like <laughs> economic divide of the big domes is like a little bit like mm, are you sure about that um, yeah
1: and like especially roger smith man who has a a, a butler yeah. Um, in, in a gigantic <laughs> in a mansion, mansion. Yeah. yeah um my big thing is is like you said kind of on this like i'm ignoring all the like all the libertarian shit of just like the because the way they're framing angel is like you're a tool um like because like you ha- like this is all you can ever be kind of thing right and I, I like the oh like you're a person still like that's that shit works for me and like i live in this world and like that's enough like great i have a future i'm not just the past or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, I am I'm positive, uh, not even knowing that much about Chiaki Kanaka, uh, that he's not reading it. The, he did not envision it the same right. way that I'm reading it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I guess I'm with Danny, and I read it positively because I was kind on the vibes of these episodes. But
0: I totally understand the, uh, like, bullshit uh, libertarian
2: reading of it as well.
0: Yeah, I've just had that in the back of my mind the whole time we've been watching the show, so I'm always on the lookout for it. But yeah, the, mm. <laughs> fortunately the vibes are truly good enough that it kinda of overwrites that. Um but it is it is there. Like I was
2: saying earlier, there's big difference in like self-actualization in the way of like you can choose what you want to do to like a certain extent based on your circumstances and then the bullshit libertarian liberal oh you can just do whatever you want. There's absolutely no barriers to anything of if, if you just try hard enough
1: yeah yeah and the um on like the the vibe front this because this show already exists in a world that uh out i'm gonna say something stupid bear with me like not like there are things in the show that aren't in our world there's the good cop there's the the class traitor parentheses good version mm-hmm. like it you know like going off of those signifiers and those kind of like values in this world of like oh roger smith is like a heart of gold and like in this world you can work your way up from nothing or or whatever in that context it's like you know or like you know the um thinking of uh someone who's who's gone way too early our boy phil mm-hmm. uh how like the mechanic and phil are just like vibing and they're doing their thing and like that's that's enough for them and they're you know they're a simple mechanic or whatever that's okay like because roger smith doesn't look down on them because roger smith's a good guy it's like none of that shit is real like people like you know people like roger smith are not like that uh they don't exist for the most part um so writing that kind of vibe i'm like hell yeah you're a real person angel don't let gordon and vera tell you otherwise kind of thing which really comes to a head next episode, but still. Yeah. And and same with Dorothy, where it's like, Dorothy's an android, but then she's a, she, you know, exists without her memory disk and all that other stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, really, the thing I'm here for the most is them being uh, inside of uh, Synecdoche, New York, the whole time. And yes. Gordon <laughs> telling Roger that he, long ago he had conducted negotiations with the director. Um, and I'm like the whole time like man this show is so close to just doing um the end of grant morrison's run on animal man uh which would be amazing if they got all the way there but they're cowards and they stopped just short (laughs) of it but i won't spoil the ending of grant morrison's animal man for people because i highly recommend it but (laughs) if you've read that you could imagine if if they just kind of gone two steps further with the plot of the show um how cool that would have been but instead we we just get kind of some vague gesturing at it and not a lot of answers no actual like confrontation of like well who's this director character and what does that mean but it's it's fun gesturing that i i like and you, you could endlessly speculate about um like the actual plot of the ending of the show is pretty cut and dry, cut and dry but in terms of like unpacking the meaning behind a lot of these like vague things with like gordon and um and roger um uh, you could see why people are like they should make a season three to the show even though uh, we can talk about that but oh, like maybe I actually not necessary.
2: found like a scholarly article um discussing like one possible interpretation of the show that I'll bring up after we go for the next episode that I thought was interesting cuz it's very much not
0: our take at all mm, interesting um we also get uh the one thing gordon does give us in this episode that i uh, really appreciate um even though mm, <laughs> it does kind of like i said the way they talk about memories in these last few episodes it just means whatever um but i like this one line that gordon has which is um he says memories they're found in people and if they come from any other form they're fakes uh which i'm like hey i like that but then two seconds later he's pointing to the scars on angel's back and he's like memories memories those are memories it's like (laughs) okay but what did you just say
1: (laughs) okay grandpa let's get you some more tomato soup you're so hungry that
0: that's the only good part about him being like seemingly like senile the first half of the episode is he's just like please i just want some soup are you gonna take the soup off the burner he's so mad he's like it's fucking soup i'm so hungry (laughs) um but yeah um that's basically the episode um and then we're all like set for the big haha big uh face off between big o and big foul Mm. Uh, which I guess brings us to episode 26, which is fittingly called The Show Must Go On. Uh, listener, it did not go on. This is the last episode <laughs> really go they ever made. This, um, this was a plead to, uh,
1: to, the, to Sunrise, please let the show go on. And Sunrise yeah. said,
0: no. can't believe they let Cowboy Bebop get a movie, but, uh, but Big O didn't get one. Anyway, uh, the military police and the surviving citizens of the city watch as Roger and Alex fight each other, um, but it is not long until the Big O is overpowered due to Big Fowl's protective capabilities. As the Big Fowl drags the Big O to the edge of the coast, intending to throw an unconscious ro- unconscious Roger into the sea, Dostin rallies some of his men um, to fire their weapons against the Big Fowl. Uh, the Big O is dropped into the water, um, but wraps its chains chains around the big foul pulling it down um as well uh, alex manages to break free of the change however and swims to the surface leaving roger to sink deep into the ocean um uh, about to drown meanwhile in an elevator gordon tells um angel that she has the ability of containing or releasing members memories prior to 40 years ago they arrive at their destination deep underground uh, Angel proceeds onward while Gordon relishes his book uh, and disappears, or relinquishes his book and disappears. Um, underwater, Roger has visions of various realities of Paradigm City from unknown time periods. Dorothy, who manages to awaken without her memory unit, dives into the water and saves him from drowning. Roger recovers and surfaces uh, to face Alex once more, this time with Dorothy plugged into the big O. Uh, This enables him to generate an enormous amount of energy uh, and heavily damage the Big Fowl. Before the two can finish each other off, a mega-deus known as the Big Venus appears, uh, causing the environment around them to disappear. Alex and the Big Fowl are vaporized. Um, Before the city is reset, Roger Roger attempts to negotiate with Angel, whose last name is revealed to be Rosewater, proclaiming that the people living in Paradigm City are defined by more than just their memories. Although he uh, himself is unsure of his past, he concludes that he'll never forget meeting her and implores Angel to, quote, live as a human being. Uh, The Big O and the Big Venus merge into each other and vanish. Uh, The city seemingly resets, and Roger is shown driving through Paradigm City exactly as he did in the first episode, with Dorothy and Angel looking on. However, it is implied that the watch he uses to call Big O is not on his wrist. And the end. We have come to terms. This is also how it ends. Um, we get we get one last we have come to terms. So how how do we how do we read this ending?
1: So my my feel like it's hard to pin down like specifics. Like you know one interpretation I thought of as you were. So I'll say this one. The interpretation I had when I was watching it was like, oh, everyone's coming to terms with themselves and like their past and lack thereof. And Roger's like, well, I might have given up my memories slash past willingly, but it doesn't matter. I'm here now. And like, everyone's here now. And Angel, you know, sees this and Dorothy and like, is shown as the director, like directing the the show kind of thing. Um, and realizes like, hey, you know what? like i i'm i am real because i'm part of roger's memories and roger's part of mine and that's what makes us real and like the show the the thing resetting is basically like especially if roger's watch is not on his wrist it's like okay the sh- like the show is resetting um in a way that's like okay i don't need the protector anymore and like life is just going to be normal from here on out kind of thing you know, plus or minus the amnesia thing. But another thing that like as as you were talking, I was like, hmm, another way of interpreting it is like if Angel is this director person, and I think it's kind of a, a lost cause to try to like do one-to-one assignments of like, oh, if this makes sense here, this makes sense there, or whatever. Um, you could also kind of read this as like a like almost like each character is kind of a different part of a person's like like a external unseen person's personality you know like trying to decide like different parts of their of their mind kind of in conflict with each other of uh you know someone who needs to control their life someone needs who needs to like find a quote unquote absolute truth someone who needs to um you know do xy like all these like different warring factions and then at the end they all come to terms with each other kind of thing and the the more vicious aspects like Alex Rosewater are removed from existence because you know what they're not who i am like i don't need to be this petulant child i can be like roger i can be like dorothy whatever um Mm -hmm. but so like there's not like i don't think there's like a clear interpretation personally of like especially especially in the greater context of everything i just said is like last seven episodes I don't know that I could fit the first, uh, you know, eighteen episodes into that mold. Um, not that I necessarily think you have to, because I think the show kind of pivots towards the end here, as evident by everything being to be continue. Um, but yeah, that's generally my vibe. Is like it is kind of like the the mechs fighting are unimportant, which is kind of the especially given that uh, when Big Penis shows up like basically just (laughs) makes everything evaporate into thin air um so you know all these you know basically at the end of eva kind of thing like that's the sort of vibe like and Mm -hmm. the end of the series like angel is essentially shinji coming to the realization of like hey i can live in this world and it's okay and i can let other people into my life and that's why at the end angel and dorothy are standing together like they're associated with each other in some way
0: yeah i definitely read the very end as angel deciding to reset the city but keep everybody's memories intact so that way like they all either it's that or like they just naturally like are drawn to one another even if they don't remember um but also like the uh 4.0 i think but good (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, except she still decided to recreate the city with like the, the horrible class, like, class divide. <laughs> but don't think about that too far. So, like 4.0, just in a different way. <laughs> yes. Well, 4.0, but they solve the class inequality, but this time the characters are still friends afterwards. Yay. Yeah. And the implication with him not having the watch at the end is that there's no longer any bigs or monsters to fight uh, in this recreated version of the city. Um I think 4.0 we...
1: rip off the big O. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> what do we um think about like the the nature of Paradigm City? Like w- what is Paradigm City? What was the world like before Paradigm City?
1: I almost don't know that it exists. Like my brain goes to like fucking like SSSS Gridman where it's like this is just like this mm. artificial world basically created to help someone sort their shit out. Yeah. That kind of vibe. Um so like or you know like the movie Enemy uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal where oh, sure.
0: it's like two
1: doppelgangers and like you know spoiler ish uh, neither of them are necessarily real it's it's kind of like an internal struggle for the main character that's unseen um, it's like to me almost like Paradigm City is just like a, a like a, a synecdoche for the paradigm of who you are like a par- like when I think of paradigm I think of like moral center. And like what is your moral center? It's like what's your paradigm or what's the paradigm of this thing kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe the main character is actually 40 years old. Yeah,
0: it's interesting because there's like a lot of imagery and stuff going on in here where you could make wildly different um, Interpretations like I don't think there's like one correct one or at least it doesn't doesn't seem like the the work is designed to lead you to one specific um, uh, Conclusion Other than just, you know, kind of the happy ending you get of like, hey, the gang's all together, (laughs) Uh, which is nice. I will say 100% I do not really
2: care what the world outside is because I don't think that would be interesting. And I can guarantee there's tons of fan theories online about, oh, what's the real world like? Who fucking cares?
0: Well, I think it's interesting to think about, like, why Paradigm City exists uh like the nature of it and things like that but ultimately i don't feel like you can draw a single conclusion from it so i'm not really interested in like (laughs) doing that like forum discussion uh on this podcast but i don't think it's like completely uninteresting to to think about it's just like that would if they made a season three that would be what it would have to be about and also why i'm like the show should have done just a straight up animal man because that would have um uh put a put a finality on on the nature of things that they had gone that direction
1: well and you also get like and kind of as- askewed with gordon but you get vera talking about how the union is everything outside of the paradigm city and like she's like well you're we're going to return this to the ash it was prior to this <laughs> like prior to the reset and or like you know, getting to the, like, oh, the memories never existed, so we're gonna, like, turn this to rubble, so, like, there is, like, some interesting stuff going on in that regard of, like, oh, like, who are these people that believe in this outside world, outside of paradigm, you know, whether or not it's real or not, um, there's some stuff
0: there. Well, and that's the thing that complicates everything, is, like, you know, like, people have all these, like, vague, semi-conscious memories, like Roger, like, half-remembering, like, some sort of war with all the bigs fighting in it, or whatever, but how do we know that's a real memory or like a fabricated memory and like i think that's purposeful ambiguity on the show's part and why like the big reveal scene of like all the lore dumping happens literally on like a sound stage um mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um so it's cool it's cool i like i don't feel like i need any answers to um any of these these larger questions um but it's a it's definitely like interesting to think about um yeah i guess i was
2: just being pretty aggressive because i'm tired of like the school of like school of uh, media criticism that's like oh we need to find an answer to these things instead of like talking about the i guess like the thematic meanings of them
0: yeah yeah and the the ending of the show being like hey none of that matters we've got each other (laughs) it's like (laughs) case in point um uh and glad that it has that kind of ending instead of a more nihilistic one um because you could imagine a very similar sequence of like roger driving through the street and he like passes dorothy and doesn't recognize her or something like that Mm -hmm. um but him passing them and being like, "Hey, it's Dorothy and Angel. I love those guys." <laughs> um, How would we feel if it was just
2: like, uh, just the exact same shot from the first episode? Isn't it back to?
0: I'm pretty sure it is because you could tell it's not digi paint. That it's, it's it's cell animation.
2: It's the exact same,
1: other than that insert shot of the two of them together of, yeah. of Angel. What and if the... we didn't
0: have that insert shot?
2: I guess is a better way of asking that.
0: Yeah, like I said, I think I'd read that a bit more nihilistic than um what we yeah. get which i think is a, a pretty standard like happy ending
2: yeah
1: do you want to know the the manga ending
0: oh yes i forgot oh, you've, yeah you've done this research
1: so I, I only read the last few chapters because i you know didn't feel like reading so i had so i finished this and i thought we were going to record yesterday but then we you know for reasons we didn't um so i just read the last few chapters up to a point where i could te- like i wasn't coming in the middle of something um so from what I could tell, um, when I came in, it was basically that Dorothy's memory disc had been taken. Um, however, it wasn't taken by Beck. It was taken by Angel. And hmm. Angel... Like, Vera did not come up at all. I don't know if she came up earlier, but she does not exist. Um, and I didn't see any mention of the Union. I didn't see any mention... Like, Angel was very much a much more straightforward, like, femme fatale spy. She betrays Alex Rosewater... She uh, betrays uh, Roger, and she's piloting the Big Four, which I guess became the Big Fowl. Um, mm. It had very much the same design. Also, Dorothy's brain was in the Big Four, and Roger, Roger was in the Big O, and was like, so you know, Roger and the Big Four are fighting. Roger, Roger and Angel are essentially fighting. Um, and Roger's like, oh, I just like he's talking to he's talking to the ghost of Shortsfall, and is like, well. I destroyed the the Dorothy's memory disc and Schwarzfall's like, well it doesn't matter if you destroy it because like it's the past or the present and the future ma- that mattered, right? Not the past. Um and they were both underwater. Uh and uh Norman is like, Oh I'm sorry, Master, I didn't realize you'd go underwater like the uh I I, I didn't shore up the the everything, so like, you know, water was getting in and everything like that. Um so that but then after some like, soul-searching, uh, Big O gets up and beats the shit out of, uh, Big Four. Like, absolutely destroys it. Uh, and while Angel was in the pilot, or the, the cockpit of Big Four, she, like, grows Angel wings because the spirit of Beck is in there. (laughs) And, Uh yeah. Um, and Roger sees Dorothy on a rooftop and is like, oh my god, she must, she's okay. Time to beat the shit out of Big Four. Um, and when when he when he destroys angel or destroys the big four, Angel's no longer there. It's like she had been either absorbed into it or disappeared or became like all you see are like feathers kind of explode out hmm. um, Then Roger goes up to see Dorothy who then like falls into her arms like they embrace um not like in an embrace, like it's like he he catches her kind of thing and then there's a monologue in what would be a voiceover um about how something happened 40 years ago to make the stuff the sun stop shining but maybe if we have faith the sun will rise again people can go on no matter what's in the past maybe i was foolish with fool fooling myself uh with that but what 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 is a future with no hope uh people People find their way to where they should to where they should be, uh, and then Roger is chatting with Norman and says that he saw Dorothy, and Norman's like, "Oh, I didn't give her a new memory disk. I can't, I, I can't believe she made it up there." Um, and Roger says that she she once told him that she would never forget him because she's an android, and because she's an android, she couldn't tell a lie. And it it like pans over throughout the panels um and dorothy's like sitting there with her eyes closed and i can't tell if the implication is that she's like offline slash dead and her being on the roof was like one last big push like you know because she did like collapse in his arms and then the last page is just the word roger with like three dots and, like an ellipsis It's like an mm. all caps and big font it's not in a text bubble or anything so i don't know if the implication is that she like woke up and said it or what but it's a very it's much more of a contained ending yeah. And not like a, oh, and then the city is destroyed ending. It's just like, oh, we got to stop Angel because she's going to wreck shit up, I
0: guess. Yeah, it seems way less interesting.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, oh, and for reference, um, that would have been published at, after the end of season one, but not before the beginning of season two. Right. Like, the mangaka thought that he was basically going off script from the anime. Um, which then yeah. the anime is like, yeah, we're not doing that shit, and it does their own thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, and then uh, Danielle, tell us about this uh, academic piece you read. Okay, so I'm not sure
2: how I found this or whatever, or who translated it, because it's um, a piece written by Chiba Noami from that was published in some Jose University repository magazine. Um, title is The Erasure of Collective Memory About War in the Big O, A Case of the Fictional Paradigm City. Mm. But um, uh, their interpretation of the show was, it was basically, you have uh, Roger on one side um, and Alex on the other. But it's like about how you deal with like societal trauma. And they were like interpreting it, most of the stuff as like a... I'm trying to think of the word but like they were comparing it a lot to the um, atomic bombings and like how there were some people who are like we need to like very much be aware of this and think about this as we go on and there are some other and there's some people who um, believe that we should just forget about it and go on like that and the paper is just discussing that. I'm not really sure where I stand on this interpretation. I just thought it's like hey look here's something that's completely different than what we thought of it
0: what kind of goes to show something we've like touched on a bunch is like you know watching anime as like a english speaker like you do miss a large cultural context for a lot of things whether you uh know it or not and that's definitely like not a read i don't think a lot of people in our situation would get to but um makes more sense if you're actually um part of that culture watching the show that you might yeah i think it also
2: like really like focuses on that short scene in the final episode where it's like, yeah, Roger is like some mass produced robot and participated in wars, (laughs) which we kind of just breezed past.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of imagery with that where he's like, you know, trying to figure out what, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, what am I kind of thing. And I guess, like, you could get similar reads if there were more. If, if, I guess this would have been impossible, uh, at least for the first season. Um, but if it was like 9 11 y, uh, you know, it's, that's the closest similar, uh, cultural touchstone, I guess, of, mm. you know, dealing with a generational trauma that kind of affected the nation's culture. Um, obviously, you know, different because it's not produced in America. Um, but, you know, but yeah no that's definitely an interesting read of like do you try to embrace it or do you or do you try to keep it with you or do you try to put it in the past kind of thing and try to reset the world into your own way
0: yeah that is interesting
2: I do think it's an interesting take and I really appreciate seeing uh, English translated uh, Japanese takes on the show so you watch it's just there's I don't think there's a lot and I think it's difficult to find them sometimes but
0: it's neat uh, well, we got any other thoughts and feelings about uh, Big O? I feel like we got, we got it all out there, but does anyone ever need... I feel like heard? this is the episode with, like, the single least
2: amount of Bebop comparison. That's true.
0: Because... We, we've done it. Well, he, here's here's one. The, the one time Bebop decides, hey, we're going to do, like, a... Uh, like a singular like plot focused story like the last two episodes of that show it fucking sucks <laughs> even mm-hmm. the people that like Cowboy Bebop bob don't like those episodes um
1: there is one more thing we have to do uh,
0: yes i have it in in all caps uh, uh heading one font on my notes doc it is uh time to do the ParadigmCity.com trivia quiz uh we're gonna answer these questions uh as a, as a collective see if the three of us know the show very well uh, it's got an intro paragraph it says how well do you remember the first season of big o so just the first season choose your best answer for each question and click the submit button to see your results all right question one is dorothy's birthday is december 25th not given in any episode january 4th or december 24th I don't isn't think it's given yeah because that's the end of that episode right is she's like it's not my birthday today where did you get that yeah, because Nor-
1: Norman <laughs> thinks it's on Life Day or whatever their Christmas is, but uh, yeah. it's, it's it's
0: not on Life Day. <laughs> and Lumpy is there. All, yeah, all Lumpy the and Scratchy. <laughs> uh, um. Okay, question two. What was Ro- Roger's rank in the Paradigm City Military Police? Sergeant, Major, Lieutenant, or Private? He was a Major. Yeah, definitely not Private. Because
1: um, well, I know a that Angel calls him Major in that episode where he's like, Oh, Who yeah, am
0: I? good point. Um, what was the title of the book by Gordon Rosewater that Roger found in uh, the episode RD? Metropolis. <laughs> yes. The other answers were Paradigm, Cataclysm, or Shadows. <laughs> I also was like, going back a bit, I also saw like a
2: decent amount of people um, comparing Big O to the 1927 film Metropolis. It's just hmm. I couldn't really bring that up because I've never seen the film. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, I don't know if I said it specifically but it's like a lot of the bigs have that same art deco uh look to them that like the robots in metropolis have mm. um, all right question four what is the name of the pub where roger and big ear regularly meet nightingale amadeus uh, alitos or speakeasy it's not nightingale that's the like uh like lounge uh bar that like dorothy yeah. sings at in that one episode i think amadeus, i think it's speak
1: well amadeus is, no, is the it... is the intro yeah, so it's bar. not amadeus I, think I don't speakeasy feels like it's right
0: yeah i don't remember like a a l i o t o s i don't remember that it's at too all.
1: too greek there's no greek in in mm. in big o
0: <laughs> all right question five in winter night phantom uh it's the one where of the french girl uh bombs people uh what does the repeated phrase uh wow this website's having a hard time displaying the, <laughs> the, the like access Vou t- whatever the french <laughs> thing is do you si
1: sure <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh you're, uh, you're so sweet okay <laughs> the other or, options or are technically probably. it's you're so nice <laughs> are, you,
0: are you sure it's not please be quiet <laughs> please i'm dying please be quiet i have shit to <laughs>
1: I have to feel about this.
0: Oh, here here's a really tricky one having seen two seasons of the show. In how many episodes does Beck appear in the first season of Big O? One, two, three, or four? It's two, right? Season two and season three for four total. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna cheat by looking at my notes, but I'm pretty sure uh it's just two. Um what name does Angel not go by in the first season of Big O? jane williams casey jenkins patricia lovejoy none of the above she only goes by angel
1: <laughs> uh jane williams
0: yeah patricia lovejoy i remember
1: i know, I remember casey jenkins because i remember in the subtitles it's spelled really weird
0: is it spelled c-a-s-s-e-e-y i think so
1: it was something <laughs> that, that made a... me go like i think in my notes i i don't want to look at them but i i i remember being like that's fucking weird that's not how
0: you spell it that does name. look weird Yeah, reading it out right now, it does look weird. All right, question eight. There are 12 questions, by the way. Question eight. Uh, Norman crashes through a tailor's shop in Demon Seed uh, to pick up what at Roger's request? Roger's suit, Dorothy's dress, Dorothy's coat, or Norman's suit?
1: Dorothy's coat.
0: No, it's Dorothy's dress. He bought her a dress for... That's the uh, Christmas episode.
1: I know, but I I think he asks her dress size, and then he buys her a coat.
0: Mm... Danielle, we need a th- we need a third vote. I'm not, I, I'm not moving from. Dress. I really cannot remember. <laughs> you gotta pick one. The, the, the coat. Yeah. Okay. I actually, no. The dress. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you! I'm picking Norman's suit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Norman, go pick up your suit. Why don't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's gonna give her Norman's suit as a as a life date present. Um. Alright, Question nine: What offer from Alex Rosewater did Michael Sabach, (parentheses Schwartzwald) refuse in Enemy? Is another big uh, a severance check, a job in Paradigm City, plans to build a Mega Deus, a key to the city? <laughs> it was the super big severance check. Yeah, definitely the like big severance yeah. check. Yeah, because then he
1: burns it in season two. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, what does Beck repeatedly nickname Roger in Beck Comes Back? Mister Negotiator, Crowboy, Fool, or Paradigm City Lapdog? Uh, Crowboy. I genuinely don't yeah. remember that. so yeah, he, he calls. Doesn't.
1: He calls him Crowboy so, or Mr. Crow. Why does or whatever.
0: Why does he call him Crowboy?
1: I don't know. I think his hair. It's like slicked back in a
0: way. Question eleven, which has a hidden secret question <laughs> in it. <laughs> what is the color of the Griffin's interior? To which my question is, what's the Griffin? Is that his car? Is that the name of? I oh, think that's the name of Roger's. Yeah, because
1: it has a it has a bird on the front. Yeah.
0: Is um, it red?
1: I think it's red
0: yeah it's like black on the outside but red and oh it's definitely red because there's the episode where it changes color like Mm. the outside color the outside changes to red and i remember thinking "Mm, the red interior on the with the red exterior doesn't look good Uh, okay and the last question what is repeatedly shown floating by in the hudson river in bring back my ghost uh scrap metal a shadowy figure bonnie's police hat or a doll floating by isn't it a shadowy figure cuz it's the big right it's the or it's the megadeus
1: is that floating well like that's says floating floating on... by i'm does that mean it's in the river like floating
0: i don't know it doesn't say floating in the river it says floating by the river
1: well fl- when i read floating by i think of it like oh it's going like directionally away from me
0: but i don't remember any of these other ones it's definitely not scrap metal and i don't remember a doll and i don't remember like an image of bonnie's police hat repeatedly shown the only thing that gets repeatedly shown is the 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 shadow figure figure. yeah okay okay i'm hitting submit uh (laughs) we got uh 67 (laughs) percent oh my god. oh oh here's here's what we missed um uh oh it doesn't tell me what the correct answers are um we missed what uh, rank Roger had in the military, apparently was not major. Damn. Which I thought of when we answered that. That's season two that she calls him the major. So maybe they say something different oh. season one. Um, We missed how many episodes Beck appears in the first season of Big O. Oh, it's three, because the first two are a two-parter. I'm thinking like oh. he shows up two different times, but he's technically in the first two episodes and then the episode that's literally called like Beck's Back or whatever. Okay.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, and I, I I just went to double check. Uh uh-huh. Roger was a
0: lieutenant. Oh, okay. Which makes
1: sense because Dotson's a major, and he says he's yeah, his boss. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Beck back appears three times.
0: Um, and then question eight we missed. Uh, the demon seed, the tailor shop. Apparently Dorothy's dress was not correct, so maybe it was Dorothy's coat.
1: It it was. It was oh, okay. Uh,
0: and then we <laughs> missed the last one. What is repeatedly shown floating by in the Hudson River? It was not a shadowy figure. I guess it, Bonnie's hat maybe.
1: It, it was a doll. Oh, okay. I remember there being a doll in an episode, but I thought it was the episode Why? with the with the
0: Irishman. Why did they show a doll though? i don't I don't know. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Weird. okay, so I guess we're fake fans
1: well seventy five percent or sixty something is not bad.
0: Time to delete this uh, audacity project.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh no, my power went out.
0: <laughs> God. um all right, uh well, that was big O for like it's the highest we've been on a show in a while, like collectively. Mm. yeah I not without I,
1: its flaws but still uh one of the one of the better times i've had with the show on on here
0: yep and i stand by what i said i think season one's definitely better than season two uh just because of the production and i would also have rather this have been a hundred episode show of just monster of the week than than season two being what it is but season two is cool um i just like the more like um serial format or episodic format a little bit better but good show good time I liked it.
2: What are we watching next? Or is that after? What have we been I d- watching? I never remember
0: <laughs> if we do it. Uh, I'm going to save it till after we talk about what anime we've been watching. So, so Danny, what anime have you been watching?
1: Um, well, I read the, the Big O ending. Mm. Um, What have I been watching? I don't know that I've been watching anything, really. I've been too engrossed in the RE4 bake and uh, Yakuza uh, or Like a dragon Um mm.
0: Those are basically anime.
1: Uh, basically, yeah. Especially, I mean... I was gonna say especially one or the other, but no, both of them are very uh, anime in spirit. Um, one because it's literally set in like feudal Japan, and the other one because it's Resident Evil Four. Um, but yeah, both of them are fun. <coughs> me. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I'm planning to watch. I keep I. It's one of those things where I keep going like, oh, I gotta watch dot hack sign, or oh, I gotta do this and that, mm-hmm. and I will. I just keep putting it off, um, <laughs> or you know, seeing like. For I know for, like, um, I almost said Samurai Pizza Cats.
0: Uh Ronin, <laughs> Ronin,
1: Ronin Yeah, Ronin Warriors. I see there's, like, 50 episodes. I'm like, ah, oh, it's such a big commitment mm-hmm. to, like, get into. Um, but at the end of the day, it's one of those things that um, I'll just have to, like, be active about. Because when I go, like, when I have downtime and just want to, like, not put, turn my brain off, I'll put on, like, a YouTube video, and I just have to start thinking, like, oh, I should put on an episode of uh, Samurai Pizza Cats or, or whatever.
0: Sure. Uh, Danielle, what have you been watching? Uh,
2: So, anime season ended as we are recording this. Uh, So, I can finally talk about those things. Uh, I guess first we'll go with the uh, show I watched and dropped like halfway through because it was just boring as hell. Uh, It was reborn to Master the Blade, and the issue with that one is uh, it reminded me a lot of Wandering Witch, where you have a main character who doesn't fucking care what happens, but the show still... Develops and spends a lot of time on the politics of the world, and it's like I I hate shows like that. Don't give me a main character who doesn't care about what's happening. I well, it's fine in like a comedy, but like don't try to do world building when the main character does not give a shit. <sighs> then all right, some other things that were just fine, like uh making eighty thousand gold in another world, fine. Uh, I wish it was more silly than having the obligatory, Oh, Isekai big battle scene at the end of the volume slash season anime. Stop doing that. Just give me more episodic stuff. I don't care about a big battle. That doesn't even look good. Uh, Bofuri season two. um, I thought the first season was cute. The second season is kind of just there. It's just so boring. (laughs) Um, if I wasn't watching it with somebody else, I would have stopped. And then, um, unsurprising, nobody who knows me to nobody who knows me, uh, Onimai was my favorite anime of the season. It's just I um, I like the source material a lot. I think the ad- adaptation is fucking incredible, and I hope uh, uh, Studio Bind goes on to make more good anime instead of fucking adapting Mushoku Tensei.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. That's uh, about it. Uh wish uh that uh mishoko tensei just disappears overnight the world would be better off i don't even care about that studio but everything they... i know about that just like man i fucking hate light light novels i fucking hate this guy.
2: <laughs> it's really like what like a web novel from 2005 that like fucking set up the whole generic stuff that the market's inundated with and it's like oh we need to go back and adapt the first one and somehow the main character is fucking worse than even like Konosuba where the entire joke is he's a piece of shit how <sighs> yeah I'm I'm, I'm hoping Studio Bind does other things even though I know they formed just to
0: adapt that garbage hmm. anything else or uh,
2: no other than Onimai is absolutely um readable as trans and I will fight anyone who disagrees sure that's it hopefully some good things next season let's go uh, which from Mercury season 2 <laughs> and Birdie Wing Season 2 are the two ones I'm most excited
0: about. Mm. Sunrise Continuity, or I guess they're Bandai Namco Studios. Whatever, whatever. I will refuse to not call them (laughs) Sunrise I don't give a shit what Bandai wants me to call them. (laughs) I also wrapped up a bunch of shows from this past uh, season, um... I have this first on my list, but I'm going to save it because I'm mad about it. Um, I finished Nijiyon, which I really liked, a uh, three-minute short-form anime about the uh, Love Live uh, Nijigasaki um, girls. Uh, basically, the premise of the show is that um, you from that show is uh, in a relationship with every other girl in that show. Um, nice to have, what now, 13 girlfriends? <laughs> How many characters are on that show now? um but it's cute like episodes are really short it was easy to make time for it's like um like 3d animation with like kind of low poly or like not low poly but kind of like chibi 3d versions of the characters um if you like love live you probably already watched it so you don't need me to tell you um but it was cute i liked it uh i finished uh the last episode of pokemon aim to be a pokemon master and got severely emotional about it (laughs) um It's, it was like a really like that series in general, but also the last episode, um, just a really solid send off to Ash Satoshi, uh, as a character and his many years of, of journeying through the world of Pokemon, um, has me very excited for the new series, which gets to be something different for a change, um, uh, and also airs on my birthday. So that'll be fun to watch, um. Yeah, really solid. I think like I, I I think it was on a like a GGP episode or something. Um, someone was saying like that they kind of felt like watching it would only really be fun if you'd watched the past twenty years of Pokemon, so you can catch all the references. But I would say if you've watched like any significant portion of Pokemon over the last twenty years, like you'll have a good time with it. Um, like if you know if you know like ash slash shatoshi enough as a character then there's a lot to get out of it because it really is is just a chance to be like wow look at how much our boy grew like he's he really is like on his way to being a pokemon master um so it's it's a sweet send off to that that show that series that character um and then i finished uh the 2022 version of uruse which they also just announced a second season slash part two of um not much more to say about that one than i already have it's it's really solid um it's david uh, pro doing the animation and um if you're if you like Ursa yatsura or that kind of thing then again you probably are already watching it but it's it's a good one of those i liked it um i this was something i didn't think i was gonna watch and then did and i'm so glad i did uh i watched season four of bungo stray dogs which just finished um i didn't think i would because i was like i don't remember shit about the first three seasons turned out i didn't need to remember shit about the first three seasons uh other than i forgot that that show is just ridiculous in such a (laughs) wonderful way um so i had a good time with that and it filled me with the same feeling i get every time i watch more of that series of like oh i should go back and rewatch from the beginning which maybe i'll actually do this time around um but looking forward to season five whenever that airs it feels like it was a pretty big gap between seasons three and four so i don't know how much longer i'll have to wait um i finished buddy daddies um which despite not really fully committing to making the two buddy daddies uh actually gay um is really cute and i liked it a lot um the epilogue that they give that series uh uh really got me uh it's very 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 cute um and like solid production all around as well um just a really solid show um like if you're into the premise you'll probably like it and i remember when it got announced thinking like oh this is just going to be like you know eating spy families or, or trying to eat spy families lunch but it's like it's different enough in a way that like i don't think it's just a knockoff version of that um, and unlike spy family a little bit more invested in like kind of interrogating like what it means to like raise a family and like be responsible for a child um in a way that like spy family is a little bit too like ridiculous and fantastical to really get there um uh so it's good it's like very earnest and very cute i liked it a lot um and then i finished uh the most recent season of my hero academia a show i am now just like why am i still watching this um it's it's I used to love that show and now it's just pulled a 180. I think it's just rotten what they're doing with the plot of that show. And I'm just constantly like, I just like the characters, just let the characters do things with each other. <laughs> like just, just let them be characters. But the the overall plot of the show is just like gone in the worst possible direction it could have, which has kind of been obvious from the jump where it was going, but just to see it happen is like, ah, oh, this sucks. But is it, is it eugenicsy? No. Um, I don't know. It, I could I could talk endlessly about it, so I probably shouldn't. But um, uh, just supremely disappointed by it. Um. That said, I'll probably still watch the next season, or I don't know if the manga actually ends. I'll read to the end of the manga because um, that's the other. That's the big thing about it is it just feels like a, a switch got flipped, and suddenly Horikoshi is just like, okay, I need to uh, beeline to the ending, even though it's taking him forever to get there, because um, it just feels like no longer invested invested in like character relations or growth. It's just like, what do we got to do to get to the ending, um, which sucks. I'm feeling very justified in dropping the manga
2: at some point and just not returning or watching the anime. Yeah.
0: Um and then on brighter news, um I uh because of Pokemon Aim to be a Master started um rewatching Pokemon Johto Journeys, having a good time with that. Um not much to say, it's Pokemon, it's good. And then um I just watched the most recent episode of Precure uh today and uh they're letting a boy be a Precure so it's cool um just need to see
2: really a boy though yes he's the bird well uh, you
0: can be, you can be,
2: <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding be a boy and a bird <laughs> i haven't watched the episode yet i'm watching it
0: later tonight <laughs> uh but it rules it's sick um, no like permanently
1: it. a pre-cure because i remember there was an episode yes. that we watched that there was a boy precure.
0: no like actual main roster pre-cure uh oh, not okay. just like here's your one episode to be a precure. now now back at the cage um
1: <laughs> <laughs> good luck see
0: ya yeah uh that um that uh pre series continues to roll um i'm very into it i'm waiting for agaha to become a Freaker.
2: she's my favorite of course i think it, at least i think that's her name <laughs> i think so uh, I, I like a girl
0: who sees a monster and be like all right time to get the bat out <laughs> uh, but yeah if you're not watching that show you're you're fucking up um it's good and that's that's all that's all the mini anime i've been watching i, I thought i'd have one other thing to talk about but that'll be for next time i didn't have enough time today um, which brings us to the exciting news of what we're watching next. I've had this picked in advance for a while now. So very excited to say that we're finally going to watch, um, uh, Space Dandy, which we continue to bring up in terms of, Hey, I bet, I bet that shows like Cowboy Bebop, but better. Uh, at least that's like, that's my memory of it. Um, now that we've revisited Cowboy Bebop, it's time to revisit, uh, Space Dandy. So we'll be watching both seasons of that, which is like 24, 25, 26 episodes, somewhere around there. Um, so next time we'll watch the first six episodes of that. Um,
2: I can't wait to be finally putting Cowboy Bebop behind us. Yeah. Well, besides the movie, but maybe we'll get that one out of the way
0: soon, too. Yeah, a sneak peek towards uh, maybe our next uh, bonus episode. Yeah, see
2: you in August for that or whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll do it for Big O. Uh, hope you all enjoyed the ride. Uh, and join us next time for Space Dandy. Um, I have been uh, your host, Austin. You can find me on Twitter at chai underscore squared. You can listen to me and Danny's Metal Gear Solid podcast, uh, Grind My Metal Gears, wherever you find good podcasts. We are about halfway through um, MGS1 uh, in terms of uh, episodes that have been released, but us here in the now, we've, we've finished playing that game. We're just releasing the episodes. And uh, I,
1: I have to edit the next episode still, so... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um uh danny where can people find you?
1: you can find me at cover me and sauce on twitter
0: and you danielle i am at yuri bunny with one n on twitter nice uh you can find uh the podcast at uh, under the katatsu on twitter or you can dm us your questions or email us uh we are under the katatsu uh, or no, dot, .not.gmail, dot <laughs> anime at gmail.com. Um, until next time, uh, Danielle, why don't you take us out of here?
2: Be crimes, do gay, and I'm going to single-handedly replace Cowboy Bebop and the Western anime canon with The Big O. People should watch this instead so then they could <laughs> actually watch a fucking mecha show and stop thinking Cowboy Bebop is so great. I'm always petty. This will never end. <laughs> this is a long stinger.
0: We <laughs> see you next. We time. have come to terms. <laughs>